This is Radio Free Istvan. The following public service announcement is direct from the Praetorian. Do not look directly at the Black God machines. Any dreams of paradise should be duly ignored and combat stims taken immediately. Remember, all defectors will be shot on sight. Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio First Fan listeners, and welcome to episode 169 nice. of the Radio First Fan podcast, a horse heresy wargaming podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. Let's see what's going on, Derek. Hey, everybody, how's it going? And uh, this is it, man. This is the Demon Engines episode. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to. Uh, we made it. Hopefully, you lit your your black candles and your uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> Have some sort of automaton, those little like uh, you're trying to trying to bring a demon soul into. Actually, that's actually really scary. I don't even want to say it. You remember the little monkeys with the symbols? Oh no! <laughs> Imagine that, just like <laughs> with a little demon inside of it. That'd just be like just like Toy Story three. Way scarier than the like Chucky because <laughs> those symbols are sharp. I don't know if you ever mess with those, but their little symbols could get a little mean. Dang. So, we got a good episode for you guys. Uh, we plan on obviously discussing the corrupted engines and the uh, uh, the new cyber thurgy involved in that. And the oh yeah, there's there's plenty of new toys involved in that, and everything that goes along that route. It's going to be a little bit later in the episode. Uh, we do have some things we want to discuss. Uh, we do have some Discord announcements we want to talk about. Some hobby progress. We need a voicemail. We need to go into yeah. So. Uh, let's start with these uh, Discord announcements. Uh, so if you haven't joined the Discord yet, just go to warhammerdiscord.com. It'll take you right into our Discord. You write in, and you will immediately be greeted by the September monthly painting challenge category votes for September to see what we are going to be painting this month in a uh, as part of our monthly competition last month, which you, I think by the time you listen to it, you might not. I mean, you, you might be able to enter. You'll just have like mm, maybe two days to That's plenty of time. Yeah, I painted that Vindicator in two hours, so maybe, maybe. I bet you can get it done. Uh, but character was for the month of August. That will wrap up on the first at midnight of September. Uh, as far as the September goes, that will start this Friday, the 1st of September. Uh, we are still voting on it. It looks like as of right now, Gruesome is winning for the category. The choices are Monster Mounted Vehicle Banner. I'm pretty excited about Banner. Let me vote for Banner, actually. There you go. And uh, Gruesome and Pristine. Those are the categories for this month. Yeah, I really liked what we got out of the... Uh, Sorry. You good? I liked what we got out of the more... Uh, the, the the less cut and dry ones, the one that are a little more interpretive. Right, yeah, me too. Me too. That's why I went with just, you know, an adjective. Yeah, just, just <laughs> throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. I'm, 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 ultimately, like it's up to you guys. So, gruesome and pristine. I like banner, though. Because that can get really wild. The only thing is, like, I would tend to move towards, like, a decal of a banner. But I think you still make decals look pretty good, so. Oh, yeah. There's there's more you can do into that. There's 
There's your Vexilla level. There's also your Herald level with like a banner banner versus just a regular standard. Mm. 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 There's, a, there's a lot of stuff you can do with all of these, honestly. So, yeah, go vote on that, guys. WarhammerDiscord.com. We'll get you right in the Discord. Uh, it's a good time. It's, there's constantly stuff going on. I saw somebody learn what a water hammer is this weekend. Nice. So. Was uh, also once that goes up, we'll also have voting on the successful, the completed entries for August. Yeah, so man. So voting on that will open once the uh, entry submission window is closed. Have you noticed that uh, people are really good that have like been in here a while? They know to hold their uh, <laughs> hold their releases back until the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they learn and say, "Hey, maybe I don't get it done. Maybe I get wrapped up and." As long, hey, I didn't submit this on the first, so I'll be all right. Yeah, so uh, I think we're gonna get a lot of a lot of late entries. Yeah, not a lot of late entries, a lot of late uh, submissions. Submissions. So we've got. Let me see here. What what are we looking at for August? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. 19 20 21 22 23 submissions this month for character so far so far yeah you could be 24 25 26 if you want to hop in and paint up your character uh fast as f boy (laughs) and uh, get that going i'm pretty proud of mine I'm doing pretty good with mine. I haven't even done... I've painted up so many characters this month and have not submitted any of them. <laughs> but because by the time I start painting them, it's too late. By the time you realize, oh, this is a character. This would count. Dang it. Did you see my captain with the storm shield? Have I seen your captain? Yes, I've seen your captain. <laughs> with he his, amazing. With his best friend? <laughs> and that could have been two characters right there, man. So. Oh, buddy. Buddy would be a fun category for the next one. Buddy? Yeah. So it's like a guy and his friend, you know? Yeah. A man and his dog. It would just be like a dog. Somebody paints up that little uh, that little bulldog miniature. <laughs> the little like, space marine bulldog. Yeah. Or the Cadian bulldog. It's like you got that. You've got the uh, Cyclops on the operator. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about if I could edit it right now. There's still time. Hold on. We about to take this recording down real quick. <laughs> Can I edit this? Well, I don't, no, I can't do it. I can't no, do it. I can't no, do it. No, no. Can't. We'll, just, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that one cooking. Somebody's going to have an entry ready for next month. Uh, so, yeah. So, so, that being said, hop in the Discord, WarhammerDiscord.com. Go get a check. Go see it. Uh, should be good there. Should be good. Uh, another announcement I do want to say yeah. is, uh, so in order to separate the 40 K talk and the Horace heresy talk, uh, there is now radio free Cadia on all of the podcast platforms. That is, uh, me and co-host powerful Tyler. And you're always welcome to come in as well. Powerful oh, yeah. When I've got some 40 K stuff to talk about, <laughs> Uh, we that one is a little bit different, guys. It's a lot less freeform like this one is. We do have it dropped down to an hour, and it is more geared towards newer players to help them out. Okay, so a little more digestible. Yeah, and, and kind of uh, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. Like 
Uh, it's just more along the lines of a little more curated, a little easier to find the uh, the discussions you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot different than this is, and a lot more dedicated to the newer player base. Okay. And so uh, a lot of my painting I've been doing on the TikTok side has been geared towards more newer painters to help them out to bring them up. This is a podcast for the 40k players to help them if they're new coming in, uh, because you would be amazed at how many new players are picking up the game and discovering it and our content over TikTok. And like we get so many questions on the uh on the Discord and the chat. I'm a brand new player, what should I do for this? And it's like oh, yeah. 40K okay. has been popping off with a new edition. It's a uh, healthy right now. It yeah. is ext- I've never seen the store at this level uh we've got our first episode dropped right now we should be expecting uh, episode two to drop uh this week as well it's going to be a weekly thing i think this week we're going to do uh why mobility keeps you alive in 40k uh, but i think this previous episode we did the anti-meta and why unless you are a tournament player why you should just play what army suits you <laughs> And not so much uh, what the meta army is at the time. So, hell yeah, because I think a lot of people are. I will get a lot of questions like that. Is is X good right now? And it's like, well, <laughs> the thing is, if you well, right now is a very specific point in time. Yeah, uh, in a month that could all change. Exactly. So do not buy based on what you think is good right now, because the way the uh, 40k landscape will change is uh, very, very fluid. So it just makes more sense if you are a slower, not dedicated player to just paint what you want and what you like. So Can't go uh, wrong with that. Yeah, that was a good episode. It was a fun time. We got some good feedback on it. A lot of feedback, especially from a lot of our uh, Radio Free Hist Van listeners who found it. They gave us feedback. <laughs> we are like, well, it's not Radio Free Hist Van. It's too short <laughs> and there's a lot less heresy content that i like to see <laughs> well it's that's why it's not a spin-off episode on uh, radio freeze van it's its own encapsulated content so go check that out if you are a 40k player if you uh sit on both ends of the spectrum like i do uh go check out radio free kadia and uh, on spotify it's on google Podcasts. we aren't on actually apple Podcasts yet because we don't have a uh appropriately sized banner so oh, we're okay. waiting on that. And I didn't want to invest a whole bunch of money in the banner from an artist until we're sure that it's going to work out. Because I was thinking maybe there's a possibility it could bomb horrifically and people <laughs> hate us. So luckily well, it doesn't seem that way. So yeah. uh, good news there. Uh, anything you want to announce? Anything that you've had uh, going on that you'd like to talk about? As far as the Discord or... No, I mean, just so, in general. Like, this is a little announcement section. Cool. Like, So, uh, we've had our local... Uh, local... Es- not Escalation League. A uh, Sorry, I didn't even have this prepared. I was, wasn't going to talk about it. The campaign. The Siege of Chthonia campaign we've been doing lo- locally. So, I think I figured out the magical number, at least for our, our local climate, is four weeks. After four weeks, that's when people start getting excited for other things. <laughs> so we've had apex missions live i've not been available to do stuff at the shop and have like get games in for that and uh everybody else has just been kind of playing 40k or doing uh testing lists for 30k or getting other people into it and trying different stuff out i have seen such a uh, like 
so at the shop, I've never seen this many people at the shop. And I've been at the shop every weekend for like the past, mm, going on four and a half, five weeks now. Mm-hmm. And it seems like everybody's in a 40K as well. There's oh, new yeah. 30K players that are playing every weekend. There's 30K going on. Like this is like a, the craziest time I've ever seen. And I don't know if it's just because I'm at the shop, but I've never seen five or six tables at the shop ever taken up like that. Yeah, you know? where they're like throwing up tables we didn't know we had. Kicking out magic players, you know. Yeah. It's it's wild, man. It is a wild time to be in tabletop gaming because it is very popular right now. Yeah, and there's been 30K going on. It's not just 40K muscle in the south. Yeah, no. Uh, I have... But, uh, man, it really seems like that last week we did where uh, there was like three or four titans roaming around just... yeah. Like, like that kind of seems more like it was the uh, climax. The climax for the for the for the game for the campaign. Yeah. So we probably need to talk here about actually rolling up and starting a campaign campaign, like a slow grow because slow grow seemed to seem to do a lot better. Yeah, because uh, with the, this the lower entry to bar- barrier to entry. We get a lot more people who are like kind of curious, like yeah, maybe I'll start up a little little force of this to do some Zomortalis, some smaller games, team up with some people. Yeah, and then Whereas, people are getting ready for events and everything like that too. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, this one it was just kind of like, hey, so this is for the people with the three thousand point lists. Like, let's let's see what we can do with it. <laughs> and we'll dig it. I appreciate you running it. It was, uh, yeah. and, and I mean, a lot of that is on me. I can't just be like, man, the people here, blah, blah, blah. No, I've, I've had a whole bunch of stuff come up, especially the past like month or so that it just, my attention's been real split. I built a whole trader blood angel list for this campaign <laughs> <laughs> of deep striking trader blood angels, uh, and friends and friends. Seeing one friend, his name's Cabana. <laughs> people. People don't be expecting Commanda, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> Not in a Blood Angel list. <laughs> so, uh, dig it, man. Dig it. Uh, you want to talk about some hobby progress? Where, where have you been yeah, at? we go some hobby progress. So, I've got my entry submitted for the monthly painting competition. Uh, I, I'm continuing with my theme from last month, and I've got my old pewter Ragnar Blackmane. From Is he pewter? Edition. He's oh, pewter? He's actually pewter, yeah. Oh, my goodness. At least uh, he's not fine cast. He's got the uh, the original back banner as well with the two banner poles. Love it. So I'm not. So because I've got the poles actually attached to the model, I'm gonna have to source somewhere getting those banners done. I'm kind of thinking about printing them up and then hit them with the old PVA glue and seeing what I got to do to make it look good. Old school, yeah, yeah, man. That's kind of the the name of the game with this guy. And then I'm gonna stick to the same kind of basing strategy from Bjorn with that like sandy sandy color like rock okay and that goblin green rim solid goblin green rim yes but yeah it's been fun it's been wild just kind of going back and looking for some older models of it to like uh to source from yeah because like the the original ragnar is like blonde okay having the black hair yes yes because he he was named for the black maid wolf that he took the pelt from correct for those wondering and then eventually it was just too confusing so they just retconned him retconned him or gave him a die job or you know (laughs) what have you but yeah it's been really it's been really fun going back and doing these like older minis with this older style but with newer techniques yes definitely a lot faster painting but also you've got some of the newer newer 
equipment to paint them with, like your airbrush. And Could you imagine having airbrushes in high school? No, I couldn't. How just ridiculously productive we'd be? No, I could not. It would be insane. Yeah. Unstoppable. So, yeah, just the, the equipment and just techniques that we have right now is just wild. It's like a, a new renaissance of mini painting. So what's the plan? So you're just going to, so have, do you have other second edition minis that you are blasting out right now? Well, I do have some more cause I kind of went on a bender at Adepticon 2019 when I was up there and I just picked up uh, a pewter Ragnar, pewter uh, Logan Grimnar. I found a, an iron priest. I don't have his like uh, wolfy backpack. Okay. With, like, the servo skull or the, the servo arm right. with like the wolf head jaws. But I was thinking, like, yeah, let me get some of these, like, old... Because they, they got them. I can find them here. And I'm going to regret not grabbing them. So, right now, I'm just kind of doing it for funsies. And if I end up building out this, like, firstborn Space Wolves force for 40k, you know, it, either it'll happen or it won't. Because you already got all of your 30k horse heresy Space Wolves ready to go, right? I think all you'll ever need there. Well, yeah, I... I definitely don't need any more infantry. Oh, yeah. And I guess Ragnar Blackmane would be a completely different shade of gray than your your oh, Horus yeah. Heresy Space Wolves. I forgot about that as well. Oh, yeah. I, I put them up in the work in progress. You want to check them out? Yeah. Because I right kind of went that same like modern Space Wolves gray with that like blue tint to it. And I'm, I, I'm getting it dialed in, I think. But... Uh, yeah, they, they look completely different, although there was one of the 40K books where they dug out, they found like a pocket plane on Prospero where a bunch of space wolves got sealed during the uh, the siege. What? Okay. Yeah, like they're, they're like Null Stormcaller's like, hey, there's something going on in the warp. I think we got to go check on something on Prospero. And they go, and he opens up a little sealed pocket dimension where time flows different, and a bunch of like thirteenth company fall out. Oh, okay. We were sieging Prospero. Next thing we know, we're here. What's up? And then Arjack Rockfist sees a uh, sees a mastodon, and just his Terminator armor gets a little tighter. (laughs) He's like, "Whoa! How do we get more of these guys?" (laughs) He looks great. I like that. uh, I like that more blue tinted gray. Yeah. Thank you. Was that a Thanatar back there? What's that? Don't you be worrying about what I got on my desk. All right, all right, all right, good. Chill, 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 chill. So yeah, no. Well, yeah, that working on uh working on the stuff I'm building around the Thanatar. Okay. I'll, I'll announce that when it's a little more tangible. Love it. And uh then just trying to keep on top of more house stuff. How's that going for you? Uh, eating an elephant. One bite at a time, baby. One, one bite at a time. I'd like it to go faster, but it's going to go exactly as fast as it goes. So, do you feel? Are you living at the house now, like full time? Y- yeah, pretty much. Oh, dig it. Have you completely moved out a hobby area for yourself? Carved one out yet? Uh, working on it. The problem is that, like I said, that room still needs to be like hard renovated. It doesn't have any electricity right now. Okay. Yeah. So, like, all my power in that room is just. Run off of other rooms. Yeah, one long extension cord with a <laughs> with a surge protector. Yeah, well, well, the one with the I got one going to the grounded circuit. And that's what the printer's running on, and I got an ungrounded circuit where my lights are running off of right now. Oh, okay. What printer? 
Uh, just the uh, the AnyCubic i3 Mega. Oh, okay. Did you ever get your Saturn taken care of or the... Uh, no, they're still processing the uh, motherboard they're sending out. Okay. So that's just kind of backburnered for a while. Dig it. But yeah, just trying to... Uh, once eventually I'm going to have to take everything out of that room so I can get to my outlets, get to walls and do all you uh, have everything done that needs to be done. So right now everything's just kind of temporary setup. Less in there the better. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's pretty much been me. I did get a game in What gold is this by the way? So that gold is it's a combination of golds really. It's the uh, scale 75 decayed metal base. I love that base. It's that like 10 bits duty brown metal. Okay. And then I go over that with retributor armor. And then on that, I think I did some highlights with the scale 75 elven gold. And then that little crux, crux terminatus up top on the top of that banner pole. I went over with the, the Vallejo metal series silver. Gotcha. Just to kind of like give it this more like washed out silvery gold. Yeah, that that's the those little back uh, those little back wolves are the closest thing that I've ever seen to the like uh, the green stuff world uh, gold powder gold that I've seen. Oh, the like magic gold. Yeah, that's the closest I've seen to that before. The old Velveeta liquid gold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, like I was trying to go for, because I couldn't tell based on my reference art what was gold and what was yellow, because they do incorporate a lot of yellow. Right. So I went with this like yellowish gold for the stuff I wasn't sure on. Okay. Yeah, no, it looks good. Yeah, I'm I was proud curious. Of it. It's a very, very uh, reflective gold. Yeah, I'm a little intimidated because I haven't painted a face in a while. Oh, you'll be fine. Just load up like 50 faces on a... <laughs> on a stick you'll be just okay dig out all my space wolf head bits and get them painted by the end of the month yeah and then just uh when you don't like them or you think they're not right just throw them in the old uh la totally awesome with uh <laughs> just throw them out the window as hard as i can yeah <laughs> try and make it to your neighbor chart so it's their problem <laughs> uh but yeah so last weekend i did get a game in with uh one of the local guys getting into 30k uh he's, he's running iron warriors and we had a lovely little game. Powerful Aaron. Yeah, it was like 2350 points because that's what he had ready at the time. I tried to give him a hint mid-game. Sorry for doing that to you, but uh, hey, I, knew he was means. A, I knew he was a newer player. I, I was also be like, okay, well, so why are your last cannons moving? Your last cannons can see what they're going to shoot. Are you sure you want to move them? Because then they like don't hit as good. He's like, ah, fuck it, we ball. I was like, you're going to let those. Uh, I was like, what have you shot with your last cannons? They haven't shot yet. Are you going to kill those missile launcher guys? Nah, they'll get what's coming to them. Okay, because <laughs> they're definitely going to shoot you, my guy. And yeah, spoiler alert, they did. Oh, yeah. So I brought my Ultramarines and I paired it down to 2350 by taking out half of my Fulmentaris. And, and that was a tiny board, too. That was a little board. That's what the shop had available, man. Everybody was there getting games in, and I don't want to like. I didn't like. I knew I was gonna game get a game in, but I didn't know when he was gonna show up, so I didn't want to be like, "Nah, seats taken," and like kick people off a table. What a uh, what point level did y'all play? Twenty three fifty. That's a big game for that little table. Yeah, it was it was intimate. That's a four by four. Just about yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was a <laughs> heck yeah. All right, I dig it. Yeah, so I cut out half my Fulmentaris and half of my Suzerains. Which still left me with three tax squads, a 10-man missile squad, 
uh, Seekers. Like I, I still had plenty of stuff to play with, but he had brought in uh, Dreadnought, two Predator Night or Predator Destructors with Last Cannon Sponsons. Right. Like two 20 man blobs of dudes, a uh, 10 man breacher squad, the iron circle Domitar. Oh yeah. The iron the circle siege tyrants. Dick boy. Yeah. He, he just had a bunch of stuff and, uh, iron havocs with last cannons. And I was scared of those guys. Like those guys are gonna have a fantastic game. And unfortunately for them, first turn, the predator they were hiding behind got popped. So they had to move out to shoot stuff. And then eventually like, he got to where they could shoot stuff and he moved them again. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you want to do that. Dude, in the, in the, in the, 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 basically in the crab meta that we're moving to iron havocs with last cannons are kind of the, the, the crabbiest of the crab. They're good. They're very good. They're wild, man. Uh, they're right behind sun killers. Yeah, they are right behind. At least you can evade from these guys. You cannot evade sun killers. Yeah, the only thing is they are strength ten if they're shooting at your vehicles. Oh yeah, they'll pop it <laughs> all day, every day <laughs> with thunder. Strength ten <laughs> with thunder. You're not hiding. Flare shield or not, you're not gonna have a good time. Yeah, because he kept like pinging me with the last cannons on his uh, predator destructors. His predators trying to kill my my uh, uh, land raider. Right. I'm like, okay. Well, I just got to keep this away from those last cannons. And eventually, his last game squad did have a good shot on him. I'm like, okay, you say, why are you moving him? Don't move him. <laughs> Stop moving him. Just shoot my land raider. <laughs> he's like, nah, I'll be all right. I wonder uh, if that's because he's coming from the 40K side. Possibly. Because going from like a minus one to hit with heavy weapons to uh, snap shooting with heavy weapons is... Yeah, it's not even a minus one to hit. Like you actually get just get a plus one to hit with your if you don't move with heavy weapons in forty k. What? That's wild. Yeah. So it's a uh, because that ten man last cannon team, even if they hit on fours, still good. That's that's still super worth it. Yeah, that's the forty uh, k side of it because he's a forty k player moving over to heresy. So I would okay. imagine there's a lot more mobility with heavy weapons in. Well, because like the second, so the second time he had to snap shoot at me before because. Turn one, he had to move them out from behind a wrecked predator so they could get a shot. <laughs> so he already knew he would say hitting on sixes would be like that's way worse than hitting on threes. But Just yeah, stay still. Regardless, we still had a great game. I had a good time. He had a good time. Uh, he picks it up real quick. I don't. That wasn't his first game. He had played one or two games previously. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, we both had a good time. He had a pretty good handle on the rules too. He's deep in Iron Warriors right now. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> he was like looking for other stuff to like add to it. And I showed him the decimator mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh, what is that? Oh my yes, God. Absolutely. You know what you need? Some demon engines. <laughs> That's about hey, what you need. The decimator looks fantastic with the, the gun metal with hazard stripes. All I'm saying. It's, it's unintentionally awesome. I'm sorry. Way better than the corn version of it. But yeah, man, that's pretty much me. What you been up to? A uh, ton of painting. Ton and ton of painting. So much painting. Uh, so recently, so so I got to try some new products out, so I was really happy about that. Uh, I finally got my, and I've been talking about this forever, the Monument Hobbies uh, Evo Go Bag. Yeah, I think you talked about it last week. Yeah, it finally came in. Yeah, and yeah, I saw you post up at the shop with it. How did it, how did it roll? How does it feel? It feels great, man. It feels excellent. Uh so, like, one of the big things, like, I wanted to just, like, be able to be mobile with it, go with it, all that jazz. So, I got everything loaded up. I got, like, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, when you get a, 
like a new backpack or something like a new accessory you want to like completely like get all the cool stuff for it right and so the go bag just kind of makes it like super easy to do that and so like uh i ordered a couple of hard cases i ordered a uh a phone battery the uh the mophie xl like this huge massive brick of a phone battery okay and i ordered a hard case like a hard shell case to like like in a, in, a, in a carabiner to to put on the side of it okay and so uh does it have like molly on the side? It can- does, but they're not very th- like they are stiff. So I don't think I'm gonna put anything molly on the side. It does have mm. them, but uh, I, they're very stiff. So I don't know if it's like usable molly. It just feels like more like a decorational molly than anything. Damn. Like you know, like a uh, and maybe just because it's like so new. Like you remember when you first get your uh, uh, your battle foam molly? It seems like impossible to get anything in there. Okay, so it's just a little stiff, maybe? Yeah, super stiff. So it probably just needs to be stretched out a little bit. Either way, I'm not using it. I just got carabiners to hang on the side. Uh, I picked up, uh, like, basically a full, uh, like, I got, like, a ring light kit. I got a, uh, let's say, USB-powered ring light. I've got a stand that folds out flat to slide under it. So basically, I can do the exact same streaming uh, with battery that'll power both my phone and my ring light anywhere I go. Hell yeah. Like so, and my plan is to like eventually just like go to cool places and just go like paint over there and like to see what, you know, like <laughs> the park or something, right? Like whenever it's not 112 degrees outside. If, <laughs> if it's not 112 degrees outside. Yeah, we kind of fucked the plant up a little bit. So <laughs> there might not be a coming back at this point. Or like in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> That's the two two settings we got: 102 and 102 mile an hour wind. <laughs> so uh, I got that in, and uh, so I got that fully decked out. I've got cases for it. Um, I'm pretty excited because, and I don't know if like, I'm just gonna say it, dude. Have you messed with Timu at all? Timu. Uh, so that's like Wish.com's version of Wish.com, right? So it's like a, I don't know if it's like a, everything ships way faster from Timu. I keep getting ads for it. It seems like it's just wish.com, but dollar store version. Uh, well, like everything's like it, like basically it's like a direct from manufacturer. Like you get the, you like, that's what I did was I downloaded this app and I was like, well, I could go to Amazon. I could buy a $30 ring light. Or I could buy that exact same ring light that uses the same pictures and everything from Amazon for eight bucks. And it's going to take a week to get here instead of one day, right? Okay. And so uh, I bought everything off of... uh, So kind of more like AliExpress almost. Well, it is AliExpress. Like it's all the stuff from AliExpress, just way faster shipping. You don't have to like wait like a year to get here, Hmm. right? And so... Uh, basically I just went through there and I was like, I'm going to get, uh, like, I'm going to load out my bag with everything that I would want, uh, to be like a traveling setup, but I'm going to buy like cheap Chinese stuff for it. So like, you know, I'm not investing thousands of dollars in traveling stuff. So like I got my ring light, my stand, uh, I bought a little Bluetooth speaker, like, uh, like the Bose style speaker and like, like all for like under 35 bucks. And also, which is crazy, is uh, I bought what I can only imagine are knockoff God hands. I don't know, <laughs> like they like they are one hundred percent exactly the same. 
Like the only so, thing is like the little symbol that's like on the God hand snippers. Yeah. Uh, it's blurred out in their pictures. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I like it felt shady. It felt real illegal doing it. But like, you know, I mean, did they come in? Did they, did they no, no, no. They they shipped yesterday. Oh, so, okay. uh, I'm gonna find out. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to that whole setup. Cause it is all powered by the, uh, by the Mofi XL. That's what's up. Which is a 20,000 milliamp hour battery. So we should have plenty of time. Substantial. Substantial amount of streaming time on there. So um, looking forward to that. I got my, uh, I did, I did place an order with Monument for their little cutting, their self-healing cutting tray that perfectly fits <laughs> in the middle. Started slapping some some. Uh, there you go. Some stickers on that. Some, some Ferric stickers on there. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a good time. It's a uh, decking that thing out is is a blast. Like so, I'm looking forward to kind of traveling with that. Uh, I picked up some Geek Gaming Scenics uh, basing. Did I talk about that last episode? No. Yeah the the uh, the aggregate and soil and stuff for your minis. Right. You had some that you were using for Legion because it was like Geonosis. Yep. 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 So I picked up some more of that, got that in. Uh, <laughs> I forgot I forgot to bring up. I already said Geonosa. Yes. I remembered what that was from. That's where uh, that stuff went down with Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, Gen- yeah. Genosha. Genosha. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, yes. That was the name I pulled out. That was not the correct uh, place. No, Geonosis is the one we were thinking about from Star Wars. Absolutely. <laughs> there that is. <laughs> I forget what happened, but I was like, oh, right. That's where that's from. That's why that's a, a name of thing that my brain threw out. So, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, what you got coming in from Geek Gaming, Scenics? No, I, I got a two sets of their sand and all that stuff. And one of the things that I wanted to try was I wanted to see, cause I had talked about last episode and one of the things I said was it feels like it is like, cause basically they just prep it for you. Right. Mm-hmm. They make a, uh, uh, it's like a sand aggregate, but like it's colored with a little bit of flocking and it. Yeah. It's yeah. And I had said last episode, what it seemed like to me was essentially what they've done is they've taken sand, aggregate, and all this stuff, and they've incorporated uh, weathering powder in there. Okay. And so I tried that. So I got some uh, some modeling sand, like which is a, like it's the really fine sand, and I put it in a Whataburger uh, a Whataburger breakfast bowl container, which I have a ton of, by the way. I get Whataburger. I get excited when I get my Whataburger breakfast bowls because they're five sixty nine, but you get that circle container with them, and I get excited because I know that I'm going to get a new container to hold <laughs> hobby stuff in. And what I've been doing is I've been taking all my like containers and I've been putting my basing stuff in them, and so I get excited for that because like you it's know little, it's a little free little hobby hack for y'all, a little free little hobby hack. Uh, so what I did was you know I was thinking to myself I was like man. I said that I thought it felt like sand aggregate and then uh, weathering powder. Well, you know, I was like, well, if that is the case, right? And this isn't some like, I guess, you know, esoteric thing. Like, you know, maybe like this is just what they figured out, right? So 
I put that sand inside of my Whataburger container. And then if you recall, Josh, powerful Josh De La Rosa, gave me a bunch of weathering powders. Yeah. And so, and so I was like, let me just experiment. Let me see if I can get like a like a almost tan colored sand, which I know sounds stupid because sand's already like pretty tan, but like a consistent across most of the pigment. Yeah, like I, I I really wanted like a like a cinnamon color, I guess is the best way I can describe it. Like a dark cinnamon. Okay. And so I just started playing with it and like I barely used any pigment and put it with a sand, put the pigment in there, shook it all up. And uh, yeah, it tints the sand. <laughs> so that being said, right? Like, if you were to take like uh, like a light gray, right? Or even if you wanted some darker sand, like a like a black or something like that, and you essentially tinted this sand, I don't see any way reason why it wouldn't lock that in, right? Yeah, whatever you use to like hold that basing material to the base is going to lock that color in. Yeah. Cause, cause typically you'll go in over it after the fact with just a little bit of PVA glue or, or just something to lock it in. Okay. So and let me, yeah, sh- that, that would, that would hold in the weathering pig- pigments. So, so see, that's the color of the sand. Okay. Right. And then I put this yellow in there cause I wanted to tint to tint it a little bit yellow. This was the first try. Right. Damn. No, I want water burger. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, that's what it looks like after. Now, I know it's hard to see because the sand looks like sand. But, but it, s- it gives it this consistent look. But you, do you see the different hues, how this is yeah. more like a pink and that is more like a tan? Yeah. Okay, well, then I came in with this terracotta earth, and then now it's more like a cinnamon. Okay. Do you see how it, like, really tints that? Yeah. And that, and I want to show you this, like, so... You see how much terracotta earth I have there? Yeah. That's that's Okay, wait for it. That's how much I used. Okay. There's a lot left in there. Now no, no it looks like it's a like, lot because it's spread out, but it's probably about like maybe 20%. 20% of that tiny little container tints all of this sand. Yeah, and that that's a good amount of sand. That's enough to base probably 3000 points. Easily 3000 points. Yeah. And that's with no aggregate or anything like that. That is just sand. So what I'm want to do is, and like I, I'm happy with the sand I have now. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm very happy with like the basing stuff I have right now. I'm 100% sold on cobalt keep bases. Like, I'm in it. I know you wouldn't think that you could go through like a hundred bases, but I think I only have five bases left in that bag. Damn. So like, I've based 95 models, 32 millimeter models. Damn. On uh, on those cobalt keep bases, so I got to place another order with them. So. Because I've been doing that, resin bases are kind of out of the out of the question now, right? And so, but I have no problem with this. <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, powerful Jeff. If you just put little circles in there where I could put a magnet, would be good. Or just just cast the the base toppers. Oh well, yeah, cast base toppers for us would be great. <laughs> just, but until then, just only fill the mold about that much. Until then, I'm tinning. I'm tinning sand. <laughs> then I wouldn't have to be mixing pigment with sand. So, but like, so, so I order this. Like right now, I've kind of got the the sand. I, I've got that figured out. Like I know that. Like I did pick up the 
the sand from Geek Gaming. It was the aggregate that I wanted, but like I wanted something, especially when I'm looking at my Blood Angels, I wanted something just a little bit yellower. And so looking at it, I was like, man, how can I make this yellower without actually like, because at, at the point that it is right now, I don't want to paint this sand. Yeah, if you can eliminate that from your your uh, because there's there's already process. grass in there and everything like that. I bought tufts. I just wanted like more of a darker yellow sand. Yeah, because it was sound like the appeal of the process that you were talking about last time was you just you know put your glue on your base, dip it in your flocking and your sand, all that stuff, and then Bing Bang Boom, you're good. Yeah, it looks good. It looks like whatever kind of earth you got it to look like, and you don't have to do anything else to it. So. So compare that, like just the glue, sand, done to, okay, let me base coat and let me dry brush. Let me do all this. And right. Completely paint a resin base. Not in this, not even the same. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, dude. I love the way that resin bases look. I lo- like, especially when done right. But like, I think there is a, there is a, with the randomness of a, sand coated base with rocks and like flock and tufts right the, the i think those look equally as good as like a resin base can oh yeah and so, honestly i think the the real creme de la creme is gonna when you get like a mix of both yeah absolutely where you have like features sticking up out of it that you are doing by hand and then you come in afterwards and do the the, the basing on it 100 percent, 100 percent so, so yeah, so, so that being said, like in this process of me trying to figure out how to yellow up my sand a little bit, my uh, stuff that I got, I think I actually found out how to make it. How to like replicate what they're doing a yeah. little bit. Yeah, which it's kind of one of the things, and like this was like a big thing on the TikTok of the, of the, like what I made on the TikTok. I had like reviewed it and everybody was like, well, I just go down to the beach and I go get sand and rocks and I make, you know, a bajillion bases of, of sand. It's like, yeah, I get that. But the thing is, what makes it very difficult for me to say I broke their code is they sell this stuff for like seven bucks, which is like, yeah, like it's, it's very reasonable. If it was like 30 bucks for their stuff, their bags of like ready to go bases, yeah, I'd be breaking the code and we'd all go start a business together. But like <laughs> truly Geek Gaming has like a they, yeah, very they, realistic got a US, price. US based distribution now. Yeah. So it is one of those things. I'm trying to tint my sand because they don't offer a an uh, the color I want, but I'm still gonna use their sand. I'm gonna okay. use their white sand to tint that once i get this color combination down i'm going to tint their sand to be more yellow is what my plan okay. is and also using it kind of like for test models then when you decide okay yeah i like this let me go order that from them so i'm not buying yes. two or three different bags until i find the one i want yes hell yeah so so yeah so that is i'm still i'm working on my basing right now that's been fun um been painting up a bunch of Blood Angel stuff for my 40k army. Basically, it's just one of those things that just takes an already excellent model and just elevates it. All none of my models in my 40k side have bases done on them. Yes. None of them. I have like three of them done that were tests yet, and so like they all have like the kind of airbrushed red bases. So like when you look at my models, it's like 
it's like these look great it's like yeah wait till i actually put a base on there <laughs> my guy like you're not ready for it and that's just because i have not decided yet on a base but i think i'm gonna go like a yellow sand yeah that yellow i think is gonna pop with that red yeah uh but i also kind of want like a dark black like a really dark gray as well like it with like gray rocks inside the black I want the one that they have sold out is the one I want. I can see why they're sold out of it. So if I end up just making that, <laughs> then it is what it is. Whoopsie doodle. So, uh, but no, I've been doing a ton of painting. Uh, I've been uh, picking up just everybody's selling stuff right now. Yeah. And I've just been gobbling up stuff getting sold. Like I bought a bunch of black Templars. I bought a bunch of death watch. I picked up uh, three Vindicators uh, this past weekend. I saw those. And uh, I only needed... I Technically, I don't need any. Like, right? I don't, technically, I don't need any Vindicators, right? But one of the things is, like, I wanted to... Uh, it, this, the deal was a smoking deal, like, straight up. And so I picked up three Vindicators for a smoking deal... And then I was like, you know what? I always talk about like restoring these miniatures and like flipping them on eBay and putting them on eBay. And so like I was like, let me just show other people how to do this. So I made a video about like, hey, here's a vindicator. I'm gonna go ahead and clean it up and pick the best one. And I'm just going to paint it and then put it on eBay. And this is the process I follow on how I price it and everything like that. I made like a quick tutorial on how to do that. And uh, I went from vindicator in a bag to ultramarines vindicator in like two hours hell yeah i believe it i've got my process locked down uh the monument hobbies blue is like a gorgeous blue to me so i don't know you saw did you see the vindicator i've not seen what it looks like now i just saw it when you picked it up on saturday oh you haven't okay Uh, yeah i saw them through the bag they were in when you got them okay uh yeah so i painted up and here it is Oh, that's a good blue. Yeah, solid blue. I did all the... Yeah, the classic Ultramarines vehicle transfer sheet. Yeah, yeah, it is the classic one. I did the uh, the the sponge... Sponge weather dozer blade. Yeah, sponge weather dozer blade with the, uh, like the bronze at the bottom, the silver going mm. up to lighter silver. That's hot. And then it's hard to see here, but you'll see it here in person in a little bit. Uh, I did all the the little hooks at the bottom of the dozer blade. I did them silver, like... Like, like scratched up. Yeah. But this is him. And then immediately to eBay, he went. That looks fantastic. Within, like, uh, less than 24 hours of owning him, he went from a Minotaur's Vindicator to Ultramarine's Vindicator and is now on eBay. Uh, right now. Right now. So, like, that was one of the things that I wanted so to... So, if you, listener, want an Ultramarine's Vindicator... <laughs> Uh, 40k vindicator i'm doubtful that <laughs> that's what they want but uh it's doing really vindicators in general like really good in 40k right now okay and then uh with uh uh Gilliman being around he gets double oath a moment which you know how powerful oath a moment is it's wild and so uh vindicators are kind of hot right now what's crazy is on the 40k side sorry all listeners out there <laughs> um vehicles are just like impossible like i guess 
I don't know what's going on with Cheetah, but it sounds like they have like a hardcore supply chain issue right now. And so like there's a ton of stuff out there that like is really good all of a sudden, like Desolation Marines, Land Raiders, Vindicators. All these things are really good. And so when they when this new edition came out, people the demand shot up for flocked these for these things. And some of these units were like behind the paywall of the box. So like mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, that came in the Indominus kit." We don't sell that anymore. We don't even have this boxed up in its own kit yet anymore. So we're trying to get rid of these like Indominus kits or whatever. And uh, like units like that, you just can't get them. And so like a unit that's like 80 bucks, 70 bucks. And I was like $150 on eBay. Wow. Uh, Vindicators, 40 K Vindicators just can't get them right now. And so they're, you know, 70 bucks uh, retail. Whoa, whoa. Sorry, kitty. And so, uh, like, Land Raiders, they're completely out of stock on Games Workshop's website. So, secondhand market for Land Raiders is bonkers right now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild, man. Yeah, a lot of people are speculating that they uh, they kind of focus up a little bit on one thing, and they make a, as much of that as they need. So, people saying right now they probably have their plastic production doing Legions Imperialis. Dude, 100%. And so, so they, they haven't been able to address the demand for these the plastic tanks we got for 30k that people are like i don't need these because tanks are not good in this edition as a lot of that was from demand from the previous edition yes where it's like people are like dude i love spartans can we get some spartans that aren't the resin spartan or uh the sicarians can we get some sicarians yeah and there was a kind of a lot of talk about as far as that goes because there was there was i think uh i had seen that i don't know it was I think it was Miles from Little Legend Studios. Don't quote me on that. They had a bunch of notes taken from uh, like why we're getting the things that we are getting. And it's just super delayed response. Uh, well, not so much delayed response, but the stuff that would stop people from... Like, the stuff that would stop people from getting into Horus Heresy was vehicles. Yeah. The lack of vehicles, because they'd have to purchase from Forge World. Right. So that's why they focused on vehicles from Forge World. Yeah, because you can convert infantry. Right. And that, I think that's where the... And that's they came forward, and that's apparently what they were saying was, like, since, since vehicles were the hardest point of entry for this game, we wanted to make those plastics as soon as possible, because we already offer, no matter what happens, no matter if y'all want the... You know the the drop the drop troops. You want the jump troops. You want this. Like we're not going to do that up front because you have options to make it. We're going to yeah. get our vehicles taken care of as quickly as possible. Yeah, which I agree with that. It's just the demand. They also seem to like artificially tank the demand by just not having vehicles be good. Oh yeah. Well, who knows? It, it'd be nice if we got some kind of balance update once the once the model line is kind of where they want it. Mm. Who knows? balance update what's that we don't need we don't need one every month but once a year maybe maybe can we get something so but yeah i know so got that painted up uh i've been painting up just yeah it looks stellar dude one of the things that i did want to talk about that that i've never done before i've never delved into the company markings of a space marine before not even like a blood angel space marine And recently I was painting up some hell blasters and desolation Marines. And I wanted, like, I knew that in the 40 K realm, blood angels have blue helmets. If they're like 
support marines like for like weapons like, support yeah well like your your fire support fire support yeah, yeah. and then uh if you're like a close support you're a yellow helmet mm-hmm. and then like just like a normal guy you're red helmet and then like commanders and stuff like that are, are gold helmets so in 40k that's a thing and i've always known that there's like you know you have your blood angel logo on your left shoulder your right shoulder is your company marking. And then the Codex Astartes from Gilliman, there's two ways. You can do your squad on your knee, or if you're on reserve from another company, you can maintain your company symbol on your kneecap. And so I've never done that before. Like I've never looked into that or like even seen like how the fuck that works or anything like that. Yeah, it's a little granular. So so I dug into that, and I determined, like, look, because I didn't have a whole bunch of decals. I just basically put all the left ones on, but I didn't do any of the right ones because I didn't know how that worked. I didn't want to be, like, really wrong and have everybody at the shop make fun of me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nobody's nobody's going to make fun of you for that. <laughs> Is that a second company standing next to a first company? How did that happen? Why would the chapter master from the first company, Blood Angels, be with the second company? Why is there a third company tanking? <laughs> no, dude, we're not doing any of that. So uh, we're doing it right. And even then, maybe this close assault guy, he got a little overextended. <laughs> he got, you know, got caught up in the moment. And he fought his way across the battlefield. Maybe they didn't expect him to be over there. And he just met up with the Blood Angels he found there. <laughs> yeah, a whole separate. Real things happen when the when the bullets start flying, man. Whole separate company. <laughs> He's, uh, He's so, real far out. <laughs> planets away. So it's a Black Hawk Down situation. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I looked into that, right? And so I determined, okay, second company is what I'm going with. And, and partly that was because I already had done accidentally one of the right shoulders of my Inceptors. I did the single yellow uh, yeah. the single yellow dot, the yeah. drop. And I was like, Oh, that's second company. So everybody's second company now. And then I was like, all right, well, how am I going to do these kneecaps? And like, I had to like do research to like, see like, yeah, typically like the, the color and shape of the symbol will be what squad they belong to. Right. They're from that reserve company. So like, so, so what I had was I have my second company, which are like my blood angels, a second company. And then, you have like uh, amongst all the blood angels, you have like battle companies and then you have reserve companies that support those battle companies. Yeah. And so like ninth company and like, you know, like 10th company, the like scouts and like ninth company, typically the lower the number, the more elite you get usually Mm -hmm. rule of thumb. And they're more than likely battle companies, right? Those are more like companies that are going to be, uh, more well-rounded mm-hmm. than like like a ninth company is like that's a devastator company. So that's like a more heavy support tanks things like that. Like I think they're called the annihilators or something like that. And so my thought was I was like, well, let me put a second like I'm gonna do second company. So that's gonna be right here, boom, front and center on their shoulder pad. Yeah. But I wanted them to be on loan from ninth company. Cause that's what they do is they say, Hey, you're a reserve company. We need fucking yeah, go, go support this company. Yeah. We we're going to move you over to them for a little bit. And so what I ended up doing was like, I was looking like, I'm like, I know this sounds stupid. If you all fall asleep on this, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but like, I was super proud of it. Cause like, you have to understand this is three water slides. You have to do per model, like minimum to get this done. 
Amen. Talking about this stuff, I think back to the Marines I had back when I played 40K, and I was lucky if they had anything on their shoulder pads at all. Yeah, exactly. It was either red and yellow or <laughs> possibly just If I wanted gray. to go nuts on it, I'd do like angular markings like the Space Wolves had, where it's like, oh, yeah. three triangles that look like a claw, like like a claw tore through it. Yeah, so so, so straight, <laughs> more than likely, you're just going to be covered in like uh, from the new technique called a uh, toothbrush blood that I found. Out. <laughs> oh yeah. You get you a, uh, you get you a can of air dust, like the air duster can. Yeah. Just spray them with fake blood. <laughs> oh, look how sick they look. They're covered in blood. <laughs> you look at those bottles now and you're like, what the fuck was I, who let me do that? <laughs> <laughs> that was enamel paint. <laughs> Ooh, so those are testers. That's testers, isn't it? So, so what I ended up doing was like, I, I was super proud of them. So I did the, uh, the left shoulder with the Blood Angels logo, the right shoulder with the yellow d- drop, and then the right knee pad. I did the uh, black knee pad with the like the little yellow wing, mm-hmm. which is like, bro, that little yellow wing is hard as shit to put on a knee pad. And I had to do that 10 times. <laughs> and it's like, so they, they got the whole thing. They got the blue helmet. Blue so helmet. You had, so you either had to spray paint it or airbrush it separately. I sure did, baby. And then you got you doing sub assemblies now. That's right. All for like 10 guys. 20 guys, because I had to do it on two separate units. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Like, the unit I did it on. They look incredible, by the way. Is uh, probably, and I've played both 30K and 40K, and I was here when Assault Marines could all have melt bombs, and like, I've played like, I've accidentally run into super cheesy units before. And this is this takes the cake. Desolation Marines are real good, huh? <laughs> Desolation Marines are really good. They are as good as the models are silly. <laughs> and uh, like that was kind of the saving grace was like if you looked at this stupid unit that's just murdering all your stuff and you pick one up and you go, "Wow, this looks pretty nice actually." At, <laughs> at least at least he went all out on them. Yeah, the, the only thing I could have done better was giving at least one or two guys some bear heads, but I didn't. I gave them all blue heads. They're uh, on loan from the Devastator Company. They're not taking their helmets off. Yeah, they don't want people to see their face. So, yeah, so so I did that. That was the first time I've ever done that, dude, and, like, I was super proud of myself. Uh, I wish I knew more about it, and hopefully, looking at you, John, hopefully <laughs> somebody reaches out to me and, like, breaks that down a little bit better for me because there is stuff that like, and I know it's like, it's like blood angels have a little bit. Yeah. They do it different. They do. They have their company on their right shoulder. Typically that'll be your squad. Your company will either be on your knee pad or it'll be the color of trim on your shoulder pad or right. So ultramarines do that a little differently in 40 K. Yeah. So, so hopefully there's a blood angel player out there that like reaches out. And that's why I played space Wolves, where none of that mattered. Nah, I didn't give a shit. Hey, I think this guy's from the correct great company, but he's here to party. Who cares? <laughs> he accidentally got on the wrong ship, and they're not mad at him for it. <laughs> He'll be back home in a couple years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was the first time I ever did that. I was I was pretty excited about it. I've just I've never been that type of modeler, but this was like the one time where I was like, look, like I'm pretty sold on these. Like right now, I'm pretty happy with like the way I'm painting them. Uh, yeah, I, I did some blood angels for JD like a couple years back. Like it was when I was coming off of the. Uh, some of the painting courses I'd taken. Yep. I was like, what would it look like if I sat down at a painting commission? So, you know, I did a job for him. It was like a blood angels, like battle force or combat patrol, something. Okay. 
And so that's like his squad of firstborn Marines. And I think one of his Terminator captains. Okay. I think one of the ones you're like, hey, I don't think you painted that. I don't think you're out here using those tuffs. Oh, yeah. No, I those definitely. Are, those are Derek's tuffs for sure. I I didn't realize how rude it was at the time, but yes. like I picked up his model. I said, whoa, dude, who painted this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was really rude to ask like that. And he's like, oh, Derek painted that. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I was like, now that you can't. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, it, I see the rest of your models. Yeah, well, it's like nobody else. You know, a few people are based. Nobody else has toughs. It's just, you know, they're, they're, they're a le- the level of finish they're at is it. But, yeah, I was asking him, like, okay, so what, what company are these guys going to be from? Okay, what's what, what kind of squad marking do they want for their squad? And just and he's like, damn, should I know all this stuff? Because, like, he was still kind of getting into 40K at the time. And he, he knows a lot more about it now, but at the time he's like, is this what everybody's like going into when they're painting their stuff? Like, do I really need to know all this stuff? No, I'm going to get into that level. I mean, he, he liked it too. Like, cause he's like, Oh, I can. So there's these different chap, these different uh, companies of the chapter and they all each other, different company master. Okay. What's what's up? Yep. Yep. I think Tycho is still over the second right now. It's a whole thing, dude. It's a whole thing. It's wild, but it was nice to be that level. It was like, so is this like all like Canon, like set in stone? I'm like, well, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah stuff happens stuff happens that's not documented yeah like, like everything that's like set and center like oh this guy's the company the company master of this company of this chapter well yeah but that dude may have may have died in this campaign and we just didn't know like they update this every now and then people just be dying people do just be dying though but i got that guy painted i got this dude painted the that in the, the storm He's a captain with a storm shield. Uh, he yeah. still got to finish his sword and everything like that, but yeah, I got him most of the way. He's got his homie on there with his uh, with his music festival wristband. Yeah, I got the uh, dude. He did, dude. He has so many scrolls on him. I I got to use the uh, uh, the mighty brush decals right here. Yeah, dude, that looks so good. I tried to mimic it because those scrolls are so long. I couldn't do the whole thing. And then uh, I painted an Impulsor, which is like a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Rhino pickup truck. The old Rhino El Camino. But Dude, there's artwork in the Visions of Heresy book of Space Wolves in open-top Rhinos. And I'm like, oh, they look so good. <laughs> and then I picked up all these Black Templars, right? Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to make them Knights of Blood, right? Okay. And so, like, Knights of Blood, like... This is their paint scheme. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking like, yeah, I'll do Knights of Blood. I'll do like Primaris Knights of Blood. I'll give them the tabards and all this stuff because like they were as crazy as Flesh Terrors. Like, except they thought that like in their head, they, they were like not cool with the rest of the Blood Angels because to them, they thought that their thirst for blood was a gift from Sanguinius. And so they thought that's how they could hold back the curse was by just drinking as much blood as possible all the time. Okay. And so they would just kill... Disregard black rage, embrace red thirst. Yeah. And so they would uh, uh, they would just kill civilians like crazy. Oh, no. And, uh, like, it was just one of those things. Like, they were like cattle, right? They thought it was their gift. And so I was like, yeah, these dudes are pretty cool. Like, you know, like, I can do this. Like, I can play them as Black Templar. And, like, I can still bring them with my blood angels. When it comes to, like, regard for human life in 40K, that's still pretty close to the median, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Something starch. 
Corpse uh, starch. Corpse starch is a thing. So yeah. <laughs> you know, people be eating people, just how fresh it is, you know? <laughs> so uh, uh, my thing was, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to paint Knights of Blood, dude. I'm ready for this. And uh, I hadn't finished Devastation of Ball yet. And at the end of Devastation of Ball, it was like, like the last of the Knights of Blood die. And like I, I had gotten to the part where like they were like all the Primaris Marines were coming in and like, and uh, Seth, Gabriel Seth, like goes up to Dante and he's like, powerful Seth, powerful Seth. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, what about the Knights of Blood? Are there, is their chapter going to be remade in Primaris? And like Dante's like, Nah, not them. Not in a million years. <laughs> Dude, like straight up. Straight as up. As you're painting one, you're like, aw. I had just <laughs> finished painting that model. Like, I had just finished. I was like, yeah, it's going to be badass. Like, I know Centaur. I know Centaur Jewel's dead, but like, it's cool, man. It's going to be bad. Like, it was, it was probably like 45 minutes after painting that model. And I was like, dang, now I got a silver, like, Knights of Blood. It like it's like no, not their legion. Their legion doesn't get to get this done. Happened to Michael. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Is he called me out? Nothing. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird. I'll put that in the book like that. <laughs> it's crazy. Is, is that just in the audio book or is that in the text as well? Damn, it's in the text too. That's wild. <laughs> what? So okay, cool. I guess not. So. So yeah, so like I was like, oh well, I guess I don't know what I'm gonna do with all these black Templar because I popped all their shoulder pads off already. I can't go back now. I did that before I started the paint scheme, but now I know that they can't be Knights of Blood. I'm gonna figure something else out. Tragic. So sorry to hear that, man. That sucks. It is what it is. It is what it is. But anyway, yeah, that's pretty much my hobby progress. It's a uh, yeah. There's a lot of 40k stuff going on. And I respect it. It's good stuff. Uh, have you been to that? Uh, Real quick, I know this is not so much hobby progress related, and people are going to be mad that we're diverting like this. Have you been to that uh, new store uh, called talking about Great Deals, Crazy Deals, Crazy Deals? Have you been there? I, I I've been there three times this week. For real? Yeah. Ask me what day it is. It's, it's, it's Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> Have you really been there that three times this week? Uh, two or three times. What would you what'd you do there? So wait, what's today? Today is what? Today's Monday. Which is what? How many how many dollar day? Oh, today is a two dollar day. So you went on two dollar. I was on six dollar day. So you were in there just dropping a tenner and just. So so for those of you who don't know, this is like a uh, Amazon return style. Basically, what they do is they buy bins and bins and bins. Hold and on, pallets. real quick. Is this the three to only three times you've been there, or like have you been going there? I've been going there. Oh my, okay, hold on, continue. I've been, I've been going there like three or four times, like two or three, four times a week since they've opened. Very interesting, continue. So, for those of you not interested, not uh, uh, not familiar with this type of store, basically they get a whole bunch of like bulk uh, online returns by the pallet. They, they buy it by weight, basically, and then they put it out on tables and they say, hey, today everything is $8. Yes. And then the next day it'll go to six. And then the day after that'll be four. And then to two, then a dollar. And then finally everything's going to be 50 cents on Wednesday. Thursday they're closed because they got more stuff coming in and they restock. And like from what I've seen, because I've driven by there on Wednesday nights, is people camp out the night before Thursday hits. Well, so 
they get some stuff in early, and so Wednesday they're down to their, their their smallest stock, so they're like restocking some new stuff. So anything they see that's like, oh, people are gonna want that, they'll like post it up where you can see it. Like you can't go buy it yet because it's in the roped off section. It'll be there on when they open on Friday, but you can see like, oh, oh, so they're closed on Thursday. They're closed on Thursdays to restock. Okay, okay. So uh, sometimes we'll. So go. you've been on a Friday. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. So I personally am not super big into it. Uh, my girlfriend loves it, and I've got friends that are like all about it. My buddy Nick is really good at this. He's been getting like Elegoo ABS like resin. That's what I was looking for. I was like, surely people know. Well, okay, so- he went and bought it all. Okay, <laughs> that's what I was looking for. I was looking for like you know crazy stuff like that. Like uh, he he bought so much of it from them. I'm pretty sure they're gonna start holding it for him. Really? Yeah. And I figured, like, I would go and everybody would be like, oh, let's check out all this cool stuff we got. And I'd go and I wouldn't find it, like, anything. And I'm like, it's because all my friends bought all the cool stuff that I would want anyway. So I was wondering, because, like, I literally found nothing there. Like, cause I was like, he for found, sure. He found a print bed for his Ender 3. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. He's like, about. hey, Derek, is this the one I need? I'm like, shit, yeah, that is the one you need. <laughs> Dude, I found a samsung dryer motor <laughs> that was like the only like i got a water filter for my fridge <laughs> yeah dude I'm just <laughs> four so so i was going in there thinking to myself like okay people like like we have very specific like niches right i'm like yeah. surely our niche stuff will be in this piles of stuff it is but like i'm going there i went on there on saturday right and so like definitely ain't shit gonna be there on saturday if like you Dgens are going there during the week, you know. Like, well, okay. Keep in mind, it starts on Friday. That's when the new stock goes out. Uh-huh. There's stuff that I'm like, that's cool. I'd buy it. Uh, I'm not going to spend eight bucks on it. I know it's worth way more than that, but I'll come if it's here on like four dollar day, two dollar day. I'll pick it up. Yeah, I got some cool stuff on six dollar day. I got one of those cup washers that goes in your sink. The push. oh yeah yeah you replace your little like uh, hose that detaches yeah. with that, so you just push your cups down on it and sprays up into it. Yeah, I got one of those, and then I got a uh, something else I don't remember, but it was like six bucks. I was like, yeah, that's like a thirty dollar thing. Like, oh, a phone glass kit thing for my iPhone. Yeah. So yeah, but like I was looking through there, there's all sorts of weird shit, and I was hoping that like, like in my head, I was like surely there's got to be like maybe some like warhammer returns come through here like you know i've not seen any like specifically warhammer stuff but i have seen some like suspiciously close to the hobby stuff yeah like print stuff is what i was expecting uh nick's found like filament there he's found they had like the water water washable resin Mm. yeah just yeah it literally could be anything there anything and it's a bunch of the same stuff. And what drives me crazy, and I was telling Jake about this, what would freak me up was, like, I kept finding tables of similar stuff. Like, you'd go over another table and be like, oh, here's another bamboo separator for drawers, right? For kitchen yeah. drawers. It's like, I saw that two tables down and one table down. Yeah. It's like, let me just put these together. Like, that's what you want to do. But you're like, no. Like, I, don't, I don't work here. What am I, I doing? Yeah, like, I can't, I can't organize this. Uh, so... That and you're not supposed to open the boxes like at the table. They've got a station you can take stuff to to like so they'll. Like, oh, I just scan it with the Amazon app. That yeah, more people should do that because here people just tear it open and then stuff gets missing and broken. Yeah, no, I, I just take my Amazon app, scan the barcode, look and see what it is, and move on. Yeah, there's people who like get a shopping cart and they'll scan stuff, see what it goes for online, and just load it up and go flip it. Yeah, no, 
wild. Yeah, I was curious. Yeah. My dad bought two trash bags worth of stuff. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, every time I leave that place, I hit the uh, the hand sanitizer in the car real hard. Yeah, that's a COVID breeding ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is that is a real photograph of your parents. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they it's like it's, it's like going to a garage sale, man. They just load up. That was a lot of six dollars. My dad, my dad was like, "I bought some skewers. I want you to take some skewers home." I was like, "Hold on, how many skewers did you buy for six dollars?" He goes, first off, they're stainless steel skewers." I was so like, check your tone. I was like, "Okay, how many did you buy?" He's like, "I had 120 stainless steel skewers." I'm like, "Dad, why? Why do you need over 10 skewers? Let alone what if, you know? 120." He's like, "Like I was making fun of it. Like, like you know what? Never mind." So when you go to try, my dad, he goes, when you go try a roast a weenie, he's like, "You ain't gonna have no skewer for it." I'll remember this. I'll you remember gonna, how you felt about the skewers next time. He's, like, "I'm gonna come over to your house and we're gonna turn on your fireplace and I'm gonna roast a weenie in your fireplace and you're not gonna be able to because you don't have one of my skewers." I was like, "What the hell's wrong with you, Dad?" Oh, oh my God. So, yeah. Anyway, I had to know if you've been there or not. Yeah, the place is nuts. That's an experience in its own. Hell I was yeah. hoping. I was filming. I was hoping we'd, I'd find something hobby-related and be like, hey, check out these places. I didn't find shit. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to this voicemail. Let's yes. move on to this voicemail. So, uh, I did get a heads up uh, before, before we started recording that this is from Powerful Jack over the Heresy Accountability Buddies podcast. He knew we were doing a Corrupted Engines episode, and he had a discussion with somebody about them, and let me know that he called in with some of the, some questions they had about him. If you haven't listened to the Heresy Accountability, Accountability Buddies podcast, go check them out. Uh, one thing I would like to say is right now for their episode 50, 51, and 52, their sponsor, Powerful Elric Hobbies, is uh, has offered them a giveaway Age of Darkness box set. You just have to have their secret code that is hidden inside of their podcast episodes 50 51 and 52 and mm-hmm. it gets you an entry into this uh powerful giveaway powerful giveaway with uh, age of darkness box and custom bases from elrix to match and custom bases so let's see what he has to say take it away jack this is jack from the kind of build a buddy podcast hey, i had a question for you uh Certain battle reports with this new demon engine uh, add-on PDF is uh, stating that they need a preview to say the Lord of War demon choice. Uh, my understanding of rules is that for Lords of War, they're going to own the attachment, so i.e. you wouldn't need a preview for that. You only need a preview really for the uh, fast packs, uh, choices, decimator, and whatever the uh, Hell Beetle is or whatever that thing is. Um, if I am misinterpreting it, uh, please let me know. I'm pretty sure I'm getting this in before uh, you discuss it today, uh, so or I'm not on your current show. So uh, please include this into your topic of conversation. Uh, because if I do need a preview, great. If I don't need a preview, great. Uh, I just you know want to make sure that as a community as a whole, we are hopefully on the same page and not being uh, not. How do I, how do I put this? That we are all on the same page and we can enjoy the game together. I think that's the best way to put it. Uh, thank you. Thanks for your work. Thank you for shouting out. Remember, everybody loves Beakies. Uh, 
<laughs> hey, remember, everybody loves beakies. Uh, yeah, so he's basically saying that, I guess, uh, uh, he saw on a Battle Report YouTube channel that they believe that you need a Pravian for the Lords Lord of, of War. War. Yeah, for the Kaitan Demon Engine and Brass Scorpion. Yes, and he it's really he's really invested in this because he is currently painting a Brass Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, and he needs to know whether or not he needs a Pravian. I get it. I'm going to say hard no. Yeah, my interpretation of the rules is you do not need a Pravian for the Lords of War because the Lord of War is a different detachment. So, uh, do we want to delve into this now or we want to just go deep into the... Uh... Yeah, we may as well address the voicemail. All right. So, it clearly states in the the new... Corrupted Engine Supplementary List. Yeah, so the, the, the phrase that people are kind of pouring over with this... Uh, it calls out, these rules are expanded units for the Mechanicum Army List and may be selected for a detachment with the Mechanicum Faction that has the Traitor Allegiance or included as part of an allied detachment of that faction. So, if I'm playing a Traitor Force, let's say I'm playing a Traitor Legions of Stardis Force, my Lord of War slot is a separate detachment. Altogether. So, that detachment can be, quote, a detachment with the Mechanicum faction that has the traitor allegiance. Correct. So I don't know why they specifically call out or part of an allied detachment of that faction because an allied detachment of that faction would be a detachment of the Mechanicum faction with the traitor allegiance. Right. But my interpretation of the rules as it is written until they FAQ it is your Lord of War detachment can be a detachment of the Mechanicum faction that has the traitor allegiance. No need for Pravian for the Lord of War only. However, on the Pravian, it does go further to state with the uh, Legion Pravians and Corrupted Engines that if you have a Legion Pravian with the Legion's Cybernetica special rule, instead of the Castellax Battle Automata or Vorax Battle Automata unit, they can take a single Corrupted Engine and you can include that. It would let you, to, let you take the Heavy Support and Fast Attack in that detachment. It also gives them the same Legion's Astartes special rule as the Pravian. It doesn't call out that it has to be in that detachment. So it's kind of up in the air whether or not you interpret that you can give your Legion's Astartes rule to a Lord of War demon engine. Which, there's two ways. So here's the thing. If you were to just take a Chitin or a Brass Scorpion in your, in your Lord of War slot without a Pravian, it would just be a Chitin or a Brass Scorpion. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't get your Legion's Astartes unit. If you took a Pravian and he took the Lord of War, the Chitin or the uh, Brass Scorpion, they would get the Legionis Astartes special rule and anything that goes with that. So Iron Warriors would get the plus one hit to vehicles and, and all of that on the Lord of War side, which normally it says that does not count. But in this case, it does not say that. So, and yeah. I'm pretty sure this is going to start all sorts of fires. But it's yeah, a, normally things like this would call out as part of the same detachment, right? And the fact that it doesn't is what leaves it a little open to interpretation. It's just rules are written. It's what it is. Yeah. But so. also, it calling out. I understand the confusion because otherwise, why would it say you could also take it in an allied detachment? Right. So it's calling out specifically for the Pravian and uh, 
one thing that, that is worth noting with the Legion Cybernetica rule that allows them to take Automata, uh, they don't get to take Legion-specific war gear. And that is in the Pravians rule. An army that includes a model of this uh, special rule may take a single Castleax or Vorax. It's part of the same force organization choice. Uh, they gain the same Legion Astartes rule, but may not select Legion-specific war gear or other options. And so since you are doing that instead of the Castleax... I, I think it would still apply that that uh, that little caveat there. So no, uh, no, no decimators with assault cannon hands. Uh, yeah. Which is not terrible. So... Yeah, so so to answer that question, that is how Yeah, that that is our interpretation of it given the rules that we received. Yeah. I'm game for that. I have no if I if I ran across a brass scorpion and you didn't have a pravian with your army, that'd be fine with me. Yeah. And if you did have a pravian, you told me it could uh get one additional attack so that it was a world eater pravian, I would listen to you and understand. Yeah. That'd be fine. Uh, that's the only thing that I can see kind of going either way is whether or not the Pravian would give it to him. Rules is written. I'm not going to fight it. By all means, do it. But uh, maybe if you're doing like an event, check with your event organizer. Or if you're local meta, you have some guys that are really loud about it and don't like it and everybody just kind of rolls with it to please them. I don't know. So just check with where you're playing. I can see it going either way. And I don't, I don't think any of them are like super crazy. For the corrupted engines, yeah, either way, like yeah, the Iron Hands ones where they they can get kind of nuts, but but yeah, before we get too crazy into what legions could pair with what uh, demon engines, you want to just kind of start roll straight into it. Yeah, let's roll straight into it. So so first off, how you actually get the corrupted engines in there? Uh, there's a couple ways you can actually bring, and, and just so you guys understand, it's more than just the Chitin and the Brass Scorpion. Yeah, there's four new units that they've added. Two of them are Lords of War. There's a Fast Attack and a Heavy Support. Now, the Blood Slaughters, those are kind of the ones, if you if you remember the models, these are the uh, primarily painted in corn colors. The Blood Slaughter, the blood slaughters are going to be the, the guys that like stand on their blades with their legs and all that jazz. And then the uh, decimator is the yeah. almost hellbrute looking like yeah. big triangle boy is the best way. It's <laughs> like, just a big like up up armored boxy like dreadnought looking guy. Yeah, he's a uh, he's very awkwardly built. He's he's built like a '90s cartoon villain. Hell yeah! So, but the obviously the chitin and the brass scorpion those are going to bring the uh, the most. Uh, bang for your buck. Bang for your buck, and as well as kind of the probably drawing the most attention. But if you're not playing Mechanicum, yeah, then it, you are going to be limited on just like yeah. going ham with these. Like the demons, you can take a bunch of demons. You can get wild with demons. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, this is going to be more limited if you still want to play like Legion Estardes and stuff like that. Yeah. You are more limited. Which uh, Mechanicum do get a little more bang for their buck with these guys. Yes. Because they, they can just take them. They also get a new cyber theurgy that affects them. But if you're not playing Mechanicum, either you're limited to that one Lord of War or you need to bring a Pravian. And the thing is with Mechanicum as well is it, and unfortunately there's way better fast attack and way better heavy support choices available for the Mechanicum. Yeah. Than the Decimator and the uh, Blood Slaughter. Uh, the thing is on the Legion of Sestardis side, the Decimator and the 
So the, the, the heavy support's got some stiff competition, but the yeah. fast attack, a new fast attack option can be exciting. It's very exciting. So, uh, yeah, for the Mechanicum side of it, go wild. You can take as you can take your up to your uh, force organization chart worth of fast attack, heavy support, and then obviously you can take your uh, your Lord of War uh, on that case. Uh, you just have to be traitor allied is the only the only caveat there. Right. No loyal corrupted engines. Yeah. Unfortunate, fortunate, right? So let's talk about the corrupted engine subtype. Yes. So right off the rip, all of these units are subject to the same subtype, corrupted engine. And what this does, it gives them the fear one special rule. Or if they already have fear X, then they go to uh, fear whatever their value is plus one. Uh, anything that would affect a corrupted unit also affects a corrupted engine. So anathema subtype, force weapons, things like that. They, they, these guys do count as corrupted. Uh, they also are immune to the effects of fear. They automatically pass regroup tests and cannot fail morale checks to our weapons are useless. And if they do fail a morale check, instead of falling back, they take D3 wounds with no saves or damage mitigation rules. Uh, critical or any hits inflicted on them with force or psychic focus become instant death. That's wild. That's so cool. But instant death wounds, instead of killing them outright, they just lose D3 wounds. Still cool. And they can't join any unit that has models with the... Uh, basically, they can't join units unless they're all corrupted engines. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. Now, the this is where things get a little bit more difficult and a little bit more esoteric. The actual cyberthergic arcana. Yeah. So, for those of you not aware, maybe don't play too much Mechanicum in your area... Cyber theurgy, a good way to look at it is psychic stuff for robots. So, <laughs> psychic robot stuff. Yeah. So instead of your librarian getting a different uh, psychic discipline, your cyber theurgist gets a different cyber theurgic arcana. So if you, it literally works the exact same way. You do a cyber theurgy check instead of a psychic check. Uh, you get a cyber theurgic right instead of a psychic power. You get a cyber theurgic weapon instead of a psychic weapon. So this adds a new, basically a new discipline of cyber theurgy. And, so, the, and, and what's crazy is like the way they describe it is they're trapping a demon's soul inside of an engine. Yeah. And so you're like, you stay in there. Yeah. <laughs> Lock it in. Yeah. They're spilling out a little bit. You just kind of got to like push them back in. Yeah. So the anima malefica arcana gives you the cyber theurgic right of animatus malevolence. Where instead of a shooting attack, the cyber theurgist can select a single friendly unit within 12 inches that is a corrupted engine and apply one of the effects. Either A, they can move up to their unmodified initiative characteristic directly towards the nearest enemy unit. They can B, increase their invulnerable save by one to a maximum of three up until your next turn. Or C, they can add one to their weapon skill and initiative characteristic until the end of the next assault phase. Mm. Also... That's for free. If you instead make a cyber theurgy check, which is like a psychic check, if you pass it, you pick two of those. But if you fail, you take cyber theurgic feedback and you don't get to use it at all. Mm, mm. So, yeah, let me just pump up my invulnerable save and then just throw it its initiative towards you real quick. Hope that's cool. 
And some of these models initiative is bonkers. Is pretty good. Oh, maybe not bonkers, but you know they're they're all pretty good initiative. Oh, I thought one was initiative seven on the blood slaughter. It's not. It's no, three. no. He no. He's weapon skill six though, and you can pump him to seven if you bump the weapon skill. An extra four inches on a chitin is pretty gross though, considering he already gets plus three to his charge range, and already moves Sorry, fourteen plus four. <laughs> yeah, the dude's crazy. Yeah, so instead of that, you can you get the psychic weapon, 18 inches, strength 5, AP 3, assault 3, blind, deflagrate, cybertheurgic focus, psychic weapon. That's not what you're taking this for. You're taking this to pump up your demon engines. If you can keep up with them. You get that like one turn, because after that, you're he's well with outside the 12 inches from you. Yeah. You can keep up with him for one turn, run with him, and then send him forward a little bit more. Yeah, so another thing that these guys get is they get the Etheric Dominion special rule, which will be familiar if you end up playing demons. They only introduce two of them in here, which I think are the same ones from the demons. Yeah, the bound demons. Yeah, the Heedless Slaughter and the Malevolent Artifice. Yeah, so the Heedless Slaughter is going to be typically your corn style world leaders. Uh, They have to charge if they're within eight inches of an enemy unit. If there's more than one eligible target, the controller player still gets to choose, so it doesn't have to be the closest. You also get plus one to the distance of your charge roll. God dang. You get plus one to your combat resolution, and you get plus one to any rolls to determine sweeping advance. There's so much stuff you have to remember for this. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just a soft plus one to your charge charge phase rolls stack on stack on stack it is stacks on stacks on stacks now the other one a little more straightforward less you have to take care of uh models with this special rule may reroll all failed armor saves against wounds at a strength value lower than their toughness characteristic which is very good it's very good when you're tough very tough stuff yeah so the only one that has the malevolent artifice is going to be the decimator the other three entries have that heedless slaughter Good lord, I just realized something. Yeah, what's up? So an iron, a traitor iron hands decimator. Yeah, anything that is strength seven or lower, you get to reroll your armor save against. And it's seven seven drops to six, which is lower than your toughness, so. Yeah, that's wild. Or Sons of Horus. On the first round of combat, it's the same thing against your melee weapons. And he's a two-up save, so you get to re-roll a two-up save. He is not given two shits. Yeah, he's a chonky lad. Okay, okay. So, so just keep those two things in mind, and we'll roll right into the unit entries. We got the Kaitan Demon Engine at a pretty pretty good deal, I think. 420 points. <laughs> What's that? So, yeah, blaze it. So... Uh, just starting with the unit type, he is a vehicle knight corrupted engine. So all of the knight rules apply to this guy. So basically like a Titan, he cannot react to anything smaller than a knight. So it has to be super heavy knight, Titan, or lumbering for him to react to it. But that's fine because his job is not reacting. He's got movement 14, weapon skill 6, ballistic skill 3, strength 9, uh, 13, 12, 12 armor, Initiative four, four attacks, eight hull points. So that movement 14 gives him plus three to his charge range. 
He also has etheric dominion, heedless slaughter. He gets another plus one to his charge range. This dude is quick. Mm, mm, mm. So he also has for his special rules, he has flank speed, which is a rule from the Serastus Knight. That means instead of shooting, he can run, but he doesn't get to charge. But it also means he doesn't have to shoot at what he charges. So he can shoot his Kaitan Gatling cannon wherever you want to put it, and he can charge wherever he wants to charge. He doesn't have to shoot something at his charge target. Uh, He also gets Hammer of Wrath 4, Rampage D3, he gets his 5-up Malefic Aegis, which is an invul save for being a Corrupted Engine. And uh, he also gets Stomp Attacks. He also gets Stomp Attacks for being a Knight. Yes. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and one of the big things to, to keep ex- in mind is... He explodes when he dies. Like, he's, he, he is a Knight. Yeah. A Knight or Titan makes a number of stomp attacks equal to the roll of a D3 plus the model's unmodified attack characteristic. So yep, four. D3 plus four. All stomp attacks are resolved and made at the vehicle's unmodified weapon skill and resolved at the modif- <laughs> unmodified strength nine. of nine. <laughs> and yeah. at AP of two. Yeah. So he's getting essentially five additional attacks when he stomps you at strength nine. AP two. This dude's nuts. He's very good. Because so. when he charges you, not only is are you getting hit with his five attacks, and and keep in mind when we're talking about those attacks, this is a non Legionos Astartes dedicated unit because you could do a World Eaters, and then yeah, you get six attacks. You get six attacks on the charge, on the and charge. those are attacks with his cleaver of slaughter. Yeah, with a cleaver of slaughter, which, which is strength 10. ten, AP two, brutal three shred. Yeah, it's a it's bonkers. At that point. Yeah. Gatling Cannon, not crazy. Strength 6, AP4, Heavy 18, Pinning, Shellshock. Shellshock's cool. Uh, you're only Bliss Skill 3. You, that slows people down, right? The Shellshock? Uh, it gives them a minus 1 to their Pinning check. Okay. Okay. Which you're not really worried about that. Yeah. It's cool. But what he's really here to do is get that charge, get his 4 Hammer of Wrath attacks at Weapon Skill 6, Strength 9. And then take his uh, his five or six attacks. Is he outnumbered? He gets D three rampage extra attacks, and then he's just chomping out terminators all day. Okay, so let's just talk about this real quick. Okay, so I'm gonna do the math real quick. Let me get a calculator out so I can get this right. Yeah. Okay, so you're moving up fourteen, right? Yes, sir. And then you say, "Hey." uh, homie can you give me an extra four inches gross he goes, he goes <laughs> that's what homies do for homies yes yes <laughs> yeah mr uh mr kaiten i'll knock that out for you so your allied cyber thurgist gives you that extra four all right so now you're 18 inches you just move forward all right let's say you you're also running all right so that's gonna be your initiative right uh he doesn't get to charge if he runs with flank speed i don't think oh Okay, never mind. He doesn't get to? No, if you use flank speed, it basically allows you to run despite being a vehicle. It's kind of like being fast. Okay, so that is not being fast. Correct. So... Which I I can pull it up. I've got the Mechanicum book open right here. Flank speed. A model with this special rule may increase its movement distance by four inches in any movement phase 
but if it does so, it may not make any shooting attacks in subsequent assault uh, shooting phase. Oh, no, this model still can charge in their assault phase. Perfect. In addition, when declaring a charge after making a shooting attack, they do not have to charge a unit that they shot. Okay. So, yeah, no, he just gets extra four-inch movement for, for funsies. Yeah, so... If twi- he's not shooting his Ballista Skill 3 gun, AP4. Fuck that gun, because <laughs> you don't really care about that gun. So, if that's the case... Movement 18. You are now 22 inches forward. Oh, yeah. After your, uh, you got pumped up by your... Cyber, your friendly local cyber theurgist. Your local... So, you... It, okay, so he has to end his movement within 12 inches of a thing that moves 18 inches in the movement phase. Yeah. So he's he himself is going to need to move a little more than six inches. Yeah, it should be okay. He should get there. Okay, just like just shorten your. We'll do minus one because he can do that. How because it's twelve inch range. How fast is your average cyber theurgist? <laughs> so your Magos Dominus six is inches. six inches. The Abiant keeps him at six inches. If we're looking at a Tech Priest, Tech Priest auxilias are six inches. Yeah, so this thing has just okay. to go one inch slower. Okay. For them to be able so to just start him like get it out there, start him a quarter of an inch back. He's got to be right at. He's got to be base to base, front of base, ready to go with this thing. And then y'all both move forward together. Okay, so that, that keeps that. Oh, but his change. base is still big oh, enough. To, you're right. It's he like does. his base is like a five inch base. Yeah, he's got a big base. Yeah, no, you're the fine. The width of his base covers it. Yeah, you're I'm, right. I'm adding that inch back. <laughs> All right, so twenty two inches. There you go. But you've got to start them both at the at like at the they edge have, of your deployment. They're high fiving. Yeah, and so like he's revving his engines. Light goes green. Boom! He's out there twenty two inches. All right. That's most of the no man's land. Then you get to roll your charge. Then you get to roll your charge. Two d six plus four plus four. So minimum four. Minimum four. Guaranteed for actually minimum six. Yeah. Guaranteed six. So that's twenty eight inches. All right. 28-inch threat range. Out the gate. Guaranteed. That's you rolling snake eyes. There's not a roll that can stop that. He is a knight. He can just run over stuff. Yeah, he's just moving straight through things. That's pretty gross, dude. Especially when you look at, like, where deployment zones are and things like that nowadays. Yeah. You could get into, like, 28 inches. That is a quarter of the table. If your opponent's rolling one of these, you know, maybe don't start that squishy unit up on top of the line. I would say you're probably best bet if your opponent's running one of these, put some stuff in reserve because there is a good chance that this thing is going to roll up on you very quickly. Yeah, well, then what about the Volkite unit with the Augur scanners? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> damned uh, if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, you know, you know this thing, he's, <laughs> choose how you want to die, really. So yeah, For 420 points, which I think that's comparable to most knights. Yeah, it 100% is. So against another like proper like a night night, I, I think, think the night has better anti vehicle options. Yeah, and better saves. Well, so against like a regular night, the the brutal doesn't work because it doesn't have a wounds characteristic. Yeah, the Asheron is murdering this chitin. But you're still strength ten against front armor. What thirteen? No, you're crunching through it. And you do have more attacks. But your initiative is only four. So, initiative of... Uh, knights are not that high initiative. Uh, they're... Four... Three on the big ones. Two on the Mechanicum ones. Yeah, most of them are initiative four. 
Yeah. So, so they're fighting Simo. Simo. Unless you want to like pump up his initiative with your cyber theory. Just does a world leader knights, their world leader chitin. Does that give you plus one initiative? Doesn't it? Uh, plus one attack. Emperor, Emperor's children would give you plus one initiative. On yeah, the it is Emperor's children knight. I don't know if that's worth it. You gain an attack. I don't know, but if you're initiative fighting against knife, having this thing be initiative five, I think is huge. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Unless you're, well, it depends on what your opponent's got. If they've got chain fists, melt bombs, whatever, it doesn't matter what your initiative is. As long as it's not one. Hmm. Some Adeptus Astartes knights or, or chitons are better than others. But yeah, like the, the Thunderstrike Gauntlet, it'll be better against the fighting this thing than you're swinging back. But uh, that's you're like I still I would give it to this thing over a Questorus Knight. Yeah. I think the Ashron and Lancer got it against this guy. So keep in mind, most knights don't get that invul save in combat. This one does. Yeah, the 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 Lancer does. Yeah. Yeah, the Lancer's uh, special shield works in combat. The Ion shields on regular knights do not work in combat, whereas his Malefic Aegis does. I think the Asheron is initiative four as well. And then it has the Chain Fist hand yeah. that is going to rip right through this guy. And even with his malefic Aegis of five up, I really don't think that's going to. It's strength ten armor being. <laughs> okay, just okay. Yeah, I need threes on one d six versus two d six. Yeah, you'll get more through, but this guy's got more attacks. Yeah, I think they're I think they're smoking each other for sure. He's only got eight hole points. He's not like invincible. Well, yeah, but I only get three attacks on the uh, Asheron. The Asheron only has three attacks. No. Questorus Knight. Knight Asheron. Okay, four attacks. Yeah, four attacks, Armor Bane, all going through. This, this guy gets four Hammer of Wrath. And if every one of those ones that makes it through is a D3? No. Yes. Because super heavy vehicles getting a explode results is a D3 on their whole points. Well, if you get an explode result. Why, why, how wouldn't you? Because you still need to roll that six. And isn't the armor bane, isn't it a one? AP what? one? Isn't it AP one on on that uh on that chain fist? I'm going back and forth. I'm almost there. Uh Reaper Chain Fist is AP two. Oh. Okay. So they're both AP two. You just gotta get a six on that uh vehicle damage chart to blow each other up. Mm. I'm mm. saying this guy gets more attacks, and so de facto I kinda give it to him. Yeah, no. I thought they would at least kill each other, but I guess I was just giving the chain fist a lot Especially more. Especially with him getting the charge and getting those hammer of wrath attacks, and just so he's got four hammer of wrath attacks at strength nine. Yep, he's weapon skill six. He's getting his he's weapon skill six. Oh yeah, that's really good. So that the Ashron's not doing anything. Four, against... maybe five, if you're taking him at nights. <laughs> yeah oh no he's yeah this dude's whooping other nights <laughs> i i completely overlooked the weapon skill of six yeah. he's probably not gonna take him down on the charge i don't know at this point now that i'm thinking about it like but, when you do hammer rat okay oh, can he stomp other knights that doesn't work no, right you can't stomp super heavies yeah so minimum like so let's say he's a world eater knight right so you've got your four attacks, you've got the one for charging, you got the one for world eater. 
So that's six plus a D three, so minimum seven attacks on the charge. Uh, depending on what you're fighting, you have to be outnumbered to get rampage. Oh, and you count as ten, right? Uh, if you're fighting another knight, you count as whatever that other knight counts as. So ten and ten, so you wouldn't be outnumbered. Uh, let me pull up the specific wording on rampage. So it would be six minimum attacks, though. Uh, models with this rampage get a number of attacks equal to the value of brackets if outnumbered by enemy models, including the effects of the bulky special rule. Count all models locked in combat, not just those that are engaged. I don't know how many models he counts as. Okay, well, bulky. He doesn't have bulky, so he doesn't count as more than one for bulky. All right. Well, who knows then? So we'll just kick out Rampage on that one. So you were just going to say six attack because he's a world leader knight. I mean, we can even go back yeah. to five. Yeah. Plus your Hammer of Wrath. Plus your four Hammer of Wrath at strength nine. So nine, nine attacks. Yeah. Five of which are at strength 10. AP2. AP2. Brutal. He's a good dude. He's a good guy. That's a good... Yeah, this dude is shooting up pretty much anything you throw him at. I'm trying to think of, like, how you prepare yourself as a loyalist right now against this. Hide behind your Primark? Other than, like... I'm thinking of, like, if I saw this on the table, what chance do I stand besides getting out of my deployment zone? Ten-man uh, last cannon squad. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's kind of what it is, right? The crab meta will kill this. Yeah, that that's... That's kind of the only thing that's going to... Outside of units that we were already handling everything else on the table anyway. This is just going to promote two last cannon squads. <laughs> so that one, one, he has to kill one. And then once that one dies, the other one will take care of him. Just overwatch the sucker. God bless. <laughs> Chitin is dope, but does not stand against crab meta. But it's still dope. Yeah, that's the only complaint about him is that... <laughs> last cannons they, will kill him. Yeah. Last, last cannons will kill, kill everything. everything. Yeah. So, Kitan, looking good. Looking no. good. I'll buy one. <laughs> oh, for sure. Next up is the Greater Brass Scorpion coming in at 440 points. They're Some. paying 20 points extra. And uh, I'm not sure... If, Why? Yeah. Exactly. That's my question. I think they charge you for his guns. Yeah. So his weapon skill is only five. His movement drops to ten. He's blitz skill four. Uh, other than that, strength nine, 13, 13, 12. So he's got a better side armor. Initiative four. He has three attacks with two weapons. So he goes back to the four attacks at the same eight hull points. Interesting. So he's got the turret scorpion cannon, center line despoiler cannon, uh, hell, two front hull mounted hell maw claws, and two hell crusher claws. So his scorpion cannon is 30 inches, strength 5, AP 4, assault 9, pinning, and shred. That's neat. So nine shots with pinning and shred, but it's still AP 4. As a person who runs a lot of assault cannons, that's not great. Yeah. It's it's just neat. Yeah. And then uh the center line mounted despoiler cannon. That's his like his center blows like his uh his basically what was at one point the demolisher cannon, right? Yeah. 
because it was originally converted off of a uh, a I forget what the model was called now the chaos model the crab claws yes yes the uh, oh my god now I'm oh, kicking myself because I can't remember what the hell this thing starts called. with a D doesn't it probably the spoiler no. Oh, why did you do this? I know. We're just live on air. Just it's okay. It's okay. Our pants down. Uh, anyway, what was it called? It's called the Soul Burner Petard. No, uh, the spoiler cannon. The spoiler cannon. So that's twenty-four inch range, strength ten, AP three, ordnance one, three inch blast, sunder, rending five up, brutal three. So the same thing as the uh, uh, the demolisher cannon, basically. Okay. Not crazy. And then uh, what does he have in his paws? He has the turret or the whole front mounted Hellmaw cannons, which I think are like the little flamers. Yes. He's got two of those? Yes. Assault one, torrent six. That's pretty cool. Strength seven, AP four. It's all right. Don't charge him though, because you're going to feel that. Oh, for sure. Uh, unless you're not a knight, in which case he can't overwatch you. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's dumb. And then he's got two Hell Crusher Claws, which are his melee weapons. Strength 10, AP2, Brutal 2, Sunder, melee. Yeah, so one less Brutal, same number of attacks. You're paying 20 points to get the gun. To shoot at stuff. You're slower, but you get the gun. Yeah. That's okay. I think the Chitin is the way better option in this case right now. Especially because like the, the Brass Scorpion... Defiler. 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 Yeah, good job. It's two defilers put together to make the original brass scorpion. So, like, what makes it so weird is I don't want a uh, a dual purpose anything, especially not a super heavy. No, I don't want. I don't want a. I don't want to pay a premium on massive claws that can cut through tanks and guns because I'm only going to be using one at a time. Sure. And so that's why kind of where I think the chitin kind of comes in. It's like they don't give him guns, but that's okay because yeah. I only expect him to do one thing. If the brass scorpion had armor bane instead of brutal, be nice. Then now they've got different jobs. This thing is just eating knights. Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, I think on the table they're going to perform fairly similarly. I think the Kaitan's going to be a little more aggressive just because of the speed. Yeah, I think a lot more people, if they are going to be running this, they are going to be investing in Kaitans. Yeah, but the Brass Scorpion, if you're running it because the model's cool as hell, you're it right. Is. You're absolutely right. I mean, look at that damn thing. Mm-hmm. You're probably looking at it right now thinking about it. So those are the big ones that are kind of the easiest to just drop in your force. We do also have, for Fast Attack, the Blood Slaughterer. And this is going to come in at a hot 110 points a model for movement 9, weapon skill 5, ballistic skill 3, strength 6, toughness 6, 5 wounds, initiative 3, 4 attacks, leadership 9 with a 3-up save. You can take 3 of these in a unit. Yeah, you start at 1, you go up to 3. They are dreadnoughts. So they do fall under all the rules that affect dreadnoughts, which I think is a good way to do it. And then being toughness six, they're doubled out at strength 12, but because of their uh, being demons, corrupted engines, they're not instant death immediately. It's just extra wounds. 
And then the they have two slaughterer blades, which are going to be strength user AP three rending six up. Chain bad, considering they're getting like five attacks, six on the charge. They've got Heedless Slaughter, so they get that plus one charge distance and plus one to combat resolution and sweeping advances. Furious Charge one, hit and run. Crazy. They've got a six up Malefic Aegis save, and they have moved through cover. That hit and run is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Now, at initiative three, though, which it's not what you really want. Because the, the hit and run, for those unaware, at the end of combat, you can choose to take an initiative test. If you succeed, then that unit gets to leave combat. So say you're stuck in initiative, or you're stuck in uh, combat at the end of your opponent's turn. Maybe just walk away and then charge right back in on your turn. So talking about their initiative three, yeah. right? So one of the things they could take is that Impaler Harpoon. Oh, yeah. So with the Impaler Harpoon... If you hit, which they're both skill three, so you're going to need a four up. If you take a single one, you can't give them two to better your chances on that. But it is free to take. You just lose an attack to get it done. But if you roll that four <laughs> and you hit, not wound, if you hit. All you have to do is hit. You've impaled this unit, which gets you a re-roll on your charge mm -hmm. and also drops the initiative characteristic mm -hmm. by one on the unit. Oh, yeah. So things get a little bit different, and yeah, I'm just saying the initiative three makes it a little harder to hit that hit and run. Yes, it's a uh, till the end of the subsequent assault phase. Yeah, no, these aren't bad, dude. I think they're pretty dope. Oh yeah, and then with the the furious charge, like these are some these are fun little unit. Twelve attacks. Like if you don't get any impalers, you're getting twelve attacks on the charge. I'm sorry, you're getting so four attacks base, fifteen attacks on the charge, five on the charge, six for having two slaughter blades, mm. eighteen attacks on the charge at weapon skill five. Oh yeah, strength six, strength seven, strength seven. Furious charge. charge. And they have move through cover because why not? Right? Sure. Yeah. Who cares about cover? Not these guys. So, yeah, I don't know, like, what Mechanicum, like, like what they're fighting over as far as good assault units. I think these guys are They fun. needed them. Mechanicum needs assault units. Well, there you go. You got your Trader Mechanicum Blood Slaughterers. That's 330 points for that unit, though. It's not terrible. So, is, is that going to be a huge threat? Is my opponent going to see that and be like, those things have to die? Well, nothing's slowing them down. With their nine inch movement and their reroll to charge, their toughness six, uh, only a six up invul save. So any AP three is coming straight their way. Last cannons will kill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they will, but still. Uh, what is it? A, a demolisher cannon hitting these things is going to hurt because that's strength twelve. Yeah, it'll insta kill them, huh? So no, it'll do D three, right? Yeah, so it drops to that D three, and they're oh, they're five wounds each, which is pretty hefty. Mm. I don't know. What do you think about these guys? I'd run them for sure. I'd run them for sure. And in a, in a, if you're running any trader Mechanicum Force, I'd just run them. I mean, <laughs> straight up. There's not a lot of things that fill this level of shoes. 
Like, if you're looking at, like, a Space Marine Force, you've got regular Dreadnoughts that can do this, right? you got Contemptors. You've got Boxy Boys. Like, these aren't crazy good. And they're kind of lower in points as well. A little bit slower than this, but other than that, I think these guys fill a role in Mechanicum that has not been filled. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited to see, is new stuff that doesn't just directly compete with old stuff. So... I think that's about all I've got on the Blood Slaughterers. You want to move on to the Decimator? I'm trying to think how I would actually... Like which Legion you would want to run these as? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, kind of thinking about like what it competes against. Like, I don't know if I'd run these in my Legion list, but I'd definitely run them in Mechanicum list. But I'm trying to think of what well, so, Legion these so would help out with. Fast, the, the fast attack. Right. So anything that like your elites are like stacked up so you can't squeeze in some Contemptors... Mm-hmm. I think these are good Contemptor Light. Like, this is like a good Castafarum level. Like, I just need something running interference to be a th- enough of a threat that they can't ignore it. I'm trying to think of, a, like, what these would be really good at, and I think these are great at center board control. Yeah. Because they have that move through cover and they're movement nine. For sure. And so if you were in a position where, like, I don't think that, like, and I know it's going to sound weird because... What's going to happen is these guys are not tough, tough, right? Right. These guys aren't uh, Leviathan Dreadnought or Contemptor Dreadnought tough, right? No. But so, anything that's anti-infantry, I think they're soaking up pretty well. It's just that three-up save kind of hurts them. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is, like, if you kind of treat these guys like you do Assault Marines, whereas, like, punch down, but also these guys are a big enough threat that if anything came in, like... Don't these guys aren't demolishing a front line, which makes sense. They're fast attack, right? No, but they will kick somebody the hell off an objective. Yes, and I, I would I, center board control with blood slaughters one hundred percent. These these, and it, when you look at the model itself, it does look like these guys should be crashing into a unit and just like ruining stuff. But like, really, I think these dudes are better set at just like playing defense on center board control. What you got? I'm just double checking on Furious Charge. I didn't couldn't remember if it was a bonus to your strength or a bonus to your to wound roll. So, but yeah, it is a direct bonus to your strength. So strength seven. Yeah, so true strength seven on the charge. So, yeah, three up save and uh, Malefic Aegis six up. Not great. Yeah, but not bad. Not and then it is fair to say that Malefic Aegis, all the invul saves from these guys. Uh, you, they, okay, no, it is stack. Okay. I thought it was something where you don't get to take them against certain stuff, but no, you get to. Yeah. Don't mind me. But yeah. Uh, it also says the additional attack for them two melee weapons is already included in the slaughter's profile. Oh, okay. So he will drop down to three. Okay. So they're four attacks, five on the charge. Six if they are uh, world eaters. Still good. Still good. Yeah, I don't know about world eaters if they've been like tripping over themselves for stuff like this. I think world eaters have plenty of bullying units. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but yeah. Let's I dig it. So the decimator. See, I think this is probably going to see the most use out of all of this stuff. Hell yeah. This guy is cool as hell. He is 265 points. Movement 7, Weapon Skill 5, Blitz Skill 4, Strength 8, 7 Toughness, 7 Wounds, 
Initiative four, five attacks. Leadership eight, two up save. He sounds a lot like a contemptor. 100%. He is a dreadnought, heavy, corrupted engine. So being heavy, he does get to reroll his save against any template weapons. He is not uh, able to run, and he gets minus one to his initiative, or his, yeah, initiative-based movement. So any of his reaction movement, things like that. He's got two Decimator Siege Claws with inbuilt Heavy Flamers, which are going to be Strength User, AP2, Melee Brutal 3. So only Strength, strength eight. 8. Yeah. And he can trade those for a Butcher Cannon or a Soul Burner Petard. The Butcher Cannon is going to be 48-inch, Strength 7, AP4, Heavy 3, Rending 6, Twin Linked. Kind of like a... Uh, Kind of like an assault cannon. Kind of like an old school assault cannon. Very close. Old school assault cannon. A little, not a, little stronger, not as many shots. Yeah, but also has the range. That's a 48-inch range Yeah, versus the, 24. So kind of like a like an auto cannon, assault cannon type thing. Yeah. Uh, Soul Burner Petard, 24-inch, strength 6, AP 4, heavy 1, 3-inch blast, breaching 5 up, fleshbane. So kind of like a plasma cannon type situation. Yeah, old school plasma cannon. So wounding on twos and then breaching on five up because of fleshbane. Yeah. And then once again, the two attacks for addition or the extra attack for melee weapons is included in his profile. So if you swap out for a gun, he drops to four attacks. He's got hammer of wrath two, furious charge two. Five up Malefic Igus and a move through cover. So he can get to strength 10. That's gross. Yeah, dude. And that's just strength on Fierce Charge or is that initiative as well? Just strength. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So strength 10. And then, but that does count to his strength. So I think he still gets to keep that for his Hammer of Wrath. Oof. So you're getting six attacks on the charge at strength 10 with. Your Hammer of Wrath, 10. Mm-hmm. At initiative, 4. Mm-hmm. Weapon skill, 5. Yup. Yeah, this thing is... Yeah. This thing is a very, very strong close combat. Monster. Uh, I would honestly take this over a Dreadnought. Yeah, for, for the sure. same for doing the same thing, I think it's a little more focused than your regular contemptor is. I would take this over a Leviathan. Now at two hundred sixty-five points, he is like a hundred points more than your regular contemptor. Regular contemptor chalks in at one seventy-five before options. Right. He also has the heedless slaughter. Now I think for Mechanicum, this gives your Mechanicum a contemptor. Yes, which is huge. Now, again, this one, it doesn't have the plus one charge distance. It, it can reroll its armor save against any, any, any wounds from a strength lower than its toughness. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's got the malevolent artifice. Yeah. So anything strength six or lower, that's not AP2. Rerolling your two-up armor save is mean. It's just mean. Dang, dude. And he's heavy. So, if it is higher than his toughness, but it's a blast, he, gets, he still gets to reroll his armor save. The only thing he's weak against 
His last cannons. <laughs> Ten last cannons will kill this guy. But bless it, he's he's a especially if you got somebody pumping him up to a four up invol. Mm. This guy can be dirty, dude. I mean, this is so much better than like uh, like if you were taking like because I know a lot of people were taking. Sometimes they would do like the close combat build castle axe, or they would do like the vulture axe or things like that. If they're trying to get some close it was combat, also like the like the arl attacks. Yeah, arl. Yeah, this is no, the arl attacks and this chance. This thing's <laughs> dunking on arl attacks. I thought that was like the the close combat Thanatar. It is there. the well, close combat uh, Domitar. Okay, is the Arlatags. I forget which chassis was built off of because we never got a kit for it. Yeah, Decimator's handling business in that right. case. Yeah, comparing him, honestly, he compares most to a Leviathan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would actually take him over a Leviathan. He's like, he's like a move seven Leviathan. It's not bad. It's not bad a re-rolling two-up save Leviathan. Because that's what kills Leviathans is the fucking, the bolter fire. You know, like the the yeah, plinking. Not, yeah, not on this guy. Death by a thousand cuts. This dude is not dying to by a thousand cuts. Ten thousand cuts. Yeah, and you can pair him with some dirty legions. Like we're saying the Iron Hands or Sons of Horus were now stuff that was... I don't think there's a lot of strength seven firepower. Like... No. Like, like there's not a lot of stuff that it drops from that seven down to now you get your rerolling save against it. But that does still mean that stuff that was like strength six is now strength five. So you're wounding them on sixes. Mm, 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 mm. Pretty good. That's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Pretty yeah, exciting for mechanic and players. Yeah. You can do crazy stuff with this thing. And the model is just so cool. Like, I guess <laughs> I hate that model. Hey, if you're going for like Iron Warriors, he's right up their alley with the aesthetic. You know, <laughs> he's got this like Spartan helmet looking face, and he's just just shoulders for days. This thing looks like kind of like a battle mech. Yeah, no, I'm very very familiar <laughs> with this model. <laughs> like I said, a '90s cartoon with like the, the big triangle chest. Hell yeah, this thing wouldn't look out of place fighting He-Man. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> he actually looks like the best way I can describe him is I remember there was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon with the, the big like yeah. uh, triangle black like uh, the, the, the robot with the underbite. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Like Hanna-Barbera level like not cartoon. Her- not Herculoids, but the other one you can't remember. that's what i'm saying dude like that's exactly what it makes me think of every time i look at that great looking model (laughs) the decimator yeah i don't know that i'm swapping those siege claws no i'm leaving them the the soul burner and the butcher cannon are no not worth it like they're neat but i don't think they're going to be better than a strength 10 slap yeah no I have, if I'm playing Mechanicum, I have other stuff that can shoot you way better than I can. Yeah. If what, I'm, yeah, what the hell is this dude shooting? Yeah. Like, yeah. This dude's awesome, and I love him as an option. 
Mm, 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 mm. But yeah, like sitting here and like trying to think about it, like I can't think of who would be a really fun legion to pair these with. Like, yeah, you got your obvious, you know, world eaters getting extra attacks, stacks on stacks. These dudes love extra attacks. The the initiative boost from Emperor's Children is really good. None of them are like shooty enough to really appreciate anything like like Ultramarines. No. Which I mean, so if you're playing Trader Ultramarines, a Brass Scorpion can pink a lot of stuff and then like it can shoot all of its guns at different stuff. Yes. So that everything else gets to get the bonus tier to hit. It can tag everything. But there's way cheaper options if that's what you're doing. Right. Like, there's no legions that are just, like, hard and fast. Like, hey, you've got to take these in this legion. Like, the plus one against vehicles is really cool from Iron Warriors. The only thing that I think would be just a little bit scary is if you took an Alpha Legion Decimator. (laughs) and infiltrate them up? uh, No, it can't infiltrate up, but it does have the... uh, It can't infiltrate Dreadnoughts? It has the two-inch... Oh, it's, it's two inches further away. Yeah, two inches further away. I think. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, it was Dynat who was letting John Rich infiltrate up. Dragons. Yeah, yeah. So take him with Dynat. Yeah, take him with Dynat. Then you can infiltrate a decimator up and uh, so, and not charge. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> He'll eventually get there. Just walking up like the Terminator. Yeah, I mean that'd be scary. Because you have to treat him like uh, he's two inches farther away than he actually is. Uh, let's see. With Thousand Suns, is there any Thousand Suns shenanigans? They get nothing in? for vehicles. For Dreadnoughts? Um, he's a Dreadnought. Not, no, not just... The, the, the Lords of War are, are Knights. The other ones are Dreadnoughts. No, I don't think they get anything for Dreadnoughts. Uh, Space Wolves, they get plus one weapon skill on the charge that they don't need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their vehicles get plus one to Ram, right? Well, Dreadnoughts get plus one to weapon skill and the charge. Oh, okay. And then the Lords of War wouldn't get any benefit because they... Don't ram. They're vehicles and they don't ram. They're knights that don't ram. Uh, Blood Angels would get the plus one to to wound. <laughs> They're already wounded on twos, right? Yeah, so they'll wound on two better, two plus. Like a lot of the Legion stuff <laughs> Enhanced just- two. Yeah, a lot of it is just win more, win harder. Like at that point, the plus one attack is probably the best bet. None of this would none of this would be benefited Iron, by Raven Guard. Iron Hands gets really fo- well. They get to reroll ones to wounds for being Raven Guard because the Dreadnoughts anything with heavy. Ah, uh, yeah. They they don't infiltrate. Instead, they just get the rerolling ones. But yeah, just the Iron Hands on the uh, on the knights. The Kaitan Demon Engine that now you're minus one. Your last cannon strength eight against me. Mm. Or no, vehicles, do they get that or do they get it will not die? Uh, for Iron Hands? I think vehicles might just get it will not die. They get they get it will not die on a six up. Okay. There's another Legion that also gives them it will not die. Salamanders? For vehicles. Salamanders, yeah. Salamanders get it will not die for anything that has a wounds value over one. So a sal a traitor salamander <laughs> decimator will get it will not die six up. Hell yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're taking okay, a, but imagine what it looks like. 
<laughs> Imagine you, that thing covered in flames. <laughs> don't do that, please. <laughs> don't take. Well, I guess if you were to do the 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 keys, right? That's salamanders, right? Or is that iron hand? No, that's iron hands. The, the keys, keys of Moloch. The what? It's like the keys of Moloch, right? It's where they is like what the hell is that? They open up like the the area that's not supposed to be open with like all the super weapons and shit like that. Oh, I mean, yeah, maybe they might they might have a decimator kicking around in there. Yeah, stuff that's not supposed to be ever be taken. But you're talking about like a warlord trade or something like in the rules. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> just some of the, like the dank, some of that dreadwing stuff. Yeah, some dreadwing stuff exactly. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Is, is that not what it is? Am I, yeah, am I out yeah. of line right now? It's like it's like, hey, look what I made. Oh no, God, we got to kill you now. But we're gonna keep this weapon that you made. But we got to murder you for coming up with it. Yeah, I don't get anything for being white scars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know like none of the hexagrammaton really. Firewing. Maybe Firewing. Because it lets you do something against characters for... Plus one to wound instant characters or independent characters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're at two up anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think we've said all we can say on these things. It's already two hours, so I think we're, we're just about there, so... Yeah. I, yeah. I really don't think they need that Legion benefit. It... There's some stuff it can open up where it's like, oh, this model can do this to a friendly model with Legions of Stardis Legion. No need. So. Yeah. This is basically meant for Mechanicum. Uh, it's filling a void Mechanicum that they really needed. Uh, sorry that it is only... Because uh, what's cool is, like, before, you could technically take this... And you could probably also take demons too. Like you can get like the best of both worlds. Oh like, hell yeah! You can just get really wild with the chaos. And you just go crazy with it, man. So I just like them soft porting models over to the heresy that they're done with for forty k. It's good stuff. Eventually, it had to happen. We needed the we Dude, needed some sort of level of dark mechanicum. Hell yeah! So, but good stuff, man. Good stuff. Hell yeah. Super excited to see anybody running this. I know this is how you know who's a real one. You see somebody rolling, I'm like, oh, I got a brass scorpion. You fist bump that person. <laughs> These are what I'm ready for. Some blood slaughters. Hell yeah. Good old knife hands. I might I might run six of them. We'll see. <laughs> In your Mechanicum? I'll buy a Mechanicum for it, baby. Just bring an allied detachment. <laughs> 20 thralls. That's all I need. And then... The rest is blood slaughter, slaughters. Three tech priests with a cyber theurgy upgrade. Now I'm trying to get a chitin in there too. That's got to be some points. <laughs> We're gonna have to save some points. Okay, imagine the chitin with the cyber theurgy upgrades though. Six of these, nine of these, uh, and a chitin. <laughs> Plus the one you're taking for your legion detachment. Exactly. It's beautiful. But yeah, uh, that's all I got. Unless we want to do some like. Nova release speculation. No, we're already two hours in. Primark. So. <laughs> you can only hope. I, I'm calling it. We're going to see a Primark. Well, you're shooting 10 for 10, so uh, what Primark do you think? Oh, that. 
That's going to mess up my record. Yeah. Uh, so everybody's going to hate it, but you know, search your feelings. You know this to be true. Dorn. No, God, no. It's not going to be Dorn. I'm going to keep arguing with you, and then when you prove me wrong, I will... Uh, I don't... Hey, I'm not happy about it either. <laughs> There's no way, dude. There's no way it's going to be Dorn. Bruh. If the next book is supposed to be Siege of Cthoni, or uh, Siege of Terra, that's supposed to be featuring Sons of Horus and Imperial Fists, we're going to get another blue and green book, or yellow and green book. <laughs> you know what? Because they announced we're supposed to get another Primark, right? Yeah, it was on the roadmap. I bet it is a uh, an epic scale Primark. <laughs> oh I bet. God. I bet it's the biggest troll. Oh my god! That was, oh, epic scale Dorn and uh, I bet it's epic scale Dorn and, Dorn. Horus. and you could be like, I told you. <laughs> oh, that I wasn't even gonna do that. That sucks. <laughs> uh, when is Nova? Uh, it's supposed to be this week. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's find out. All right. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you. We will see. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Appreciate y'all following through this far. All right. Y'all have a good one, guys. Bye. All right, everybody. At the end of this episode, I did want to give a shout out to our powerful, powerful uh, Patreon supporters that come in and they make sure that we can do these painting competitions and make sure that we can uh, produce the greatest content. I did want to say a huge thank you to Garrett, Duncan, Matt, Chris, May, powerful Josh, Thomas, and uh, powerful Gabe. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, you guys have absolutely, positively put your faith in us to keep providing y'all with uh, with content. And uh, definitely, definitely want to give you guys a heartfelt thank you for for making this happen. Uh, it is something that we we definitely enjoy doing and enjoy having an audience like you that are willing to. Uh, go the extra step and uh, and fund our shenanigans. Thank you, guys. We definitely appreciate it.